0: Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the My Fancy Zamboni podcast. Two weeks, two podcasts. You can really tell that the world is healing, as Dave would say. Um, Speaking of, we are joined as usual by a full roster. Still keeping the streak going, gents. Um, Full roster, if not a slightly battered roster, but we'll we'll come back to that later. We'll start off with Dave. Dave, how are we feeling today? We're out of COVID jail.
1: Yes, uh, a hell of a lot better than last week and uh, even better than the week before that. So not too bad, thank you, Joseph. How are you today?
0: I am good mate. it's new stick day for me today so exciting times
1: There is nothing better when you get even if it's a second there's nothing better when you get new kit
0: That's true that is true Nothing better I know it's it's an exciting day and I get the uh, the joy that is re-taping a new stick later on so that is always uh, always fun
1: I, I look forward to critiquing your stick tape work tomorrow
0: I feel like this is the point where we just say hi Steven from uh, from last weekend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Oh, like Some of the worst uh, stick tape work I've ever seen. And this is even pulling myself, because I, mine, mine is normally poor. His was even worse. That was just an abomination.
0: Yeah, coming soon to Facebook, we're going to start our own group. It's now no longer Rate My Plate, it's Rate My Stick Tape. Um... <laughs> well, <laughs> Rate My Tape job. Get the same reception. <laughs> anyway, gents, moving on. We are joined by a man who is yet to see his team lose, or at least his NHL team lose, because they've not played yet, it is of course the toughest wonder. <laughs> Mister Gareth, are you ready to see Buffalo lose tonight?
2: Give uh, it at about what two hours, and then we'll probably be losing then. But anyway, I don't
0: think, I don't think there's any probably <laughs> about it, mate. I think you will be losing.
2: Uh, expect expect nothing and get nothing, pretty much. <laughs>
0: set your sights sights low and anything higher is a benefit the problem is there's never anything higher so you're just constantly disappointed
2: (laughs) yeah it happens but anyway i'm good thanks joe
0: good that is good that's what we like to hear at least you've got the patriots and tom brady to keep you go oh no no. i mean you're a few years out of date there oh just a little bit just a little bit You can tell he's
1: he's found his new sport and he's jumping on that
0: bandwagon. You know,
1: 100%. 100%. Is like like an early midlife crisis?
2: Yeah, I'll say that. Anyway, last high pitched. Yeah. I think
0: we should move on from
1: that one.
0: Um... Moving swiftly on. Yes, last but not least, we said that we were joined by a slightly battered roster. We've got the Walking Wounded today. He's done his lateral flow tests. They've come back negative, but he still feels like death. It's obviously <laughs> Mr. Andy Stafford or Andy Stefford, as I called him the other day. How are you doing,
3: mate? Absolutely fantastic. No, I'm not actually. I'm, I'm rubbish. Uh, thank you for asking, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing all
0: right, mate. I'm doing all right. I'm 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 happy yeah. that even, even when you're feeling this bad, I still got a longer response to how are you doing than I did last week. So
3: yeah, well, you're very welcome. Uh, Pretty much game-time decision. Uh, I was wondering whether I should stay on, it. I stay on the IR or not, but no, I'm, I'm OK. I'm good to go. I
0: say that. Dedication to keeping a full roster, gents. We keep saying it, but we've got this streak going. We've had Dave in, in COVID jail last week. We've got Andy feeling shocking this week. Troopers, that's what we want to say. Just we, necking you, a
3: Lemsip. Absolutely necking it.
0: Is that what you're having in your Smirnoff ice bottle? It is,
3: actually. Mixed uh, really well. All well, 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 the so. are available. powder. They're <laughs> both lemon, aren't they? So it actually goes pretty well.
0: Lemon sip and the off <laughs> ice. <laughs> it's like the worst Shandy ever.
1: <laughs> an abomination. Lemon, lemon, lemon is just an abomination. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I
0: don't think they're there. It's not like you're going to order him at a bar, mate. It's, it's like...
1: Even still. You know, get, get something that's at least a better tasting lemon sip than lemon.
2: I'll have a
3: lemon lemon sip shot, really? please, mate. Can't stand black current one.
1: Three for five,
3: twelve. <laughs> can you get can you get him on one of them shot boards? <laughs>
1: shot roulette, sponsored by Lemsit.
0: Linsip.
3: Lemsit Meister.
0: And if anybody who runs bunkers over playoff weekend is listening, we are available for more ideas
3: like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Pink Whitney going, couldn't we?
0: <laughs> oh, um like, let's not talk about Pink Whitney. Every time I listen to Sweet and Chiclets, they always start advertising Pink Whitney, and it makes me want to cry. So.
3: You should you should go and try the one that me and Dave tried in uh, a wild card. It's pretty nice. Oh yeah, yeah, were nice. Yeah, mm. I'm
1: thinking what well, I was talking about. Bit with Sunday drafts on
3: them. Yeah, they were really, they were really mm. nice. Bit Advertising for wild card. There, you're very welcome. Other well, pubs are available.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, gents, as uh, as we say, two podcasts in two weeks, and the reason for that is because British hockey is now firmly firmly back. Uh, I think we're trying to do one pretty much every week, unless there's literally nothing to talk about. I'm looking for anybody to disagree with me, um, but yeah. So over the weekend, we'll run through the, the we'll run through the fixtures this week. We learnt from our mistakes last week. Um, we will still be picking a fixture each to talk about. However, this time first, we're going to tell you about actually what happened in, in the league in the Challenge Cup. So Saturday, no, hold on. I've I've started off badly straight away because it was a game on Friday. Honestly. One job. Rewind. Um, Friday, the 8th of October, we had the Fife Flyers against the Belfast Giants in Fife in Challenge Cup action. Uh, that ended 2-0 to the Giants. Saturday, we had three Challenge Cup games. It was Nottingham v Manchester in Nottingham with a 3-1 win to the Panthers. Uh, Dundee v Fife in Dundee. It was a 3-2 shootout win for the Stars. And then Cardiff v Coventry in Cardiff with a 4-1 win for the Devils. Also on the Saturday was the only league game of the day, which was steelers Guildford in Sheffield. And that was an interestingly horrific game at 6-4 to the Flames. Um, Sunday was the return fixture of Guildford sheffield in the league. That was a 6-3 win for the Steelers. Uh, the remainder of the fixtures that day were Challenge Cup. We had Belfast Five in Belfast with a 6-2 win for the Giants and uh, 3-2 win for the Blaze against the Devils what fixture stands out to you there gents?
1: I'm going to go Coventry Cardiff only because it, there is a type of result that we all expected it's the CJ might effect um, but it, for me it shows what Coventry are going to do to a number of teams I mean we saw it on the game that was on the, the Premier Sports coverage, the um, Coventry Sheffield game they're not going to be easy to beat, they're not going to be walkovers more. Um, all they need now is to get the crowd behind them. And when I say that, I'm on about the two and a half, two thousand eight hundred two thousand eight hundred in the crowd that I used to. And I tell you now, Coventry is going to be one hell of a place to play in. Not good for the opposition because that's going to be a tough place. Um, but no, it was, it's good to see um, uh, the Brits getting points as well. Um, in the lineup, and uh, yeah, it's I. I it's, as much as it's for me, the, the result of the weekend is kind of what we talked about and what we've been expecting. It's I don't think it's going to be one-off Coventry beating to the top four. Um, they're going to take the scalps throughout the season, and that could even that could even go as far as deciding who wins the league as how many teams don't give Coventry that scalp. So uh, yeah, that's for me. Uh, well done, Coventry.
2: I'm going to go with the. Dundee five game where it went to penalties, because none of us last week would have guessed it would have gone into penalty shootout. Not a chance. To
0: Considering... give you, to give you the rundown, just just while you're on that four one five nil seven nil and five one were our guesses for that game. We were close. Yeah.
2: It finished three two. Obviously a penalty shootout goal. Considering five played the night before against Belfast, you're coming up against Dundee team that's actually been doing alright so far, pretty decent and then, yeah, they go they put second period they score the the first goal of the game they take the lead then obviously Dundee score again, score to make it 1-0, but then 15 seconds into the third they score a short-handed goal to take the lead again, so to take the lead twice something that we definitely wouldn't have expected yeah, that's my 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 game of the week,
3: man, is the Nottingham Manchester game from um, I believe it was Sunday the ninth. Yeah, uh, sorry, Saturday the 9th. Um, and uh, just a very good game, pretty even. Um, I heard that uh, Mr. Springer got thrown out again. Talk, talk, Anyway, the water is wet. <laughs> anyway, um. I've not seen the highlights of this particular game. Uh, but yeah, pretty good result. Uh, see Taylor Dog Taylor Do- are quite a bit of hype about him going into the league, finally gets his goal first of the season, I think. And um yeah. Pretty close game, which is what we always want to see. Uh, and it was a Curtis Hamilton empty netter. Um sorry no, it wasn't. <laughs> sorry, I'm, in the, I'm an and i so mayor close. of the day today. Oh, but yeah, anyway, that was my game. Sorry.
0: It should be. You've picked the game I was going to go with.
3: <laughs> oh, Graf the... picked the one that I was going to
0: go with. <laughs> this is why gents, we talked before the podcast, gents. This is why we talked before the
1: podcast. Gents, it's a team effort. Come on, guys. It's a there
0: team effort. Do you know what? We talked about pretty much everything we possibly could do, and 90% of it wasn't even to do with the podcast before. And the one thing we couldn't do was coordinate what fixtures we were all going to talk about. <laughs>
3: There's <laughs> Flem- not enough flams in the, the world.
0: Oh though, no. Um. Weirdly, as much as I've, I've I've mentioned it and said it was a horrific game for the Steelers, the game that I'm going to pick primarily because I'm on my toes and I'm trying to pick one is uh is the Steelers' Guildford game. Uh, it's probably one of the occasions that we've actually been proven right gents, because we started this season saying that Guilford had got a good team. This was the kind of year where Guilford could look to capitalise because obviously everything's up in the air, people finding their feet after COVID uh, and it puts them on a nice even playing field. They came out and they came out hard. Um, You know, we had goals from Brett Ferguson, Tristan Fry, John Dunbar, Ian McNulty, Levi Cable and Tristan Fry got a second uh, shorthanded goal in that game. Dave's nodding because he can't remember a single bit of it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I can remember enough, but not <laughs> them bits. Um, I blame Andy Welsh entirely for the fact that I can't remember much of that game.
0: Yeah, Shout out to the UK Islanders group. <laughs> I'm, just we... blame I'm
1: just blaming Fast. Andy Welsh. No one else. I'm just blaming him.
0: Fair play. <laughs> Fair play. Um, I mean, the first thing that I'll pick from this game for a start, we, I've just read out the Guildford goals. The goals for the Steelers came from John Armstrong, Brendan Connolly, Marc-Olivier Valorand and finally Alex Graham. Uh, That was a great thing to see. Uh, Graham stepped in to replace an injured Eberle, um, and did a cracking job. Didn't necessarily get the shifts that we expected him to get, particularly in a game where they were criticised for being lazy afterwards and then you leave a guy like Alex Graham on the bench who you knew had, had, a, had a point to prove after what had happened in Niagara uh, stepped on the rink I think he probably only had a handful of shifts made a couple of big hits and then scored at 59 55 on the clock so five seconds left in the game and um, nice goal as well it was a lovely goal it was a lovely goal uh, the one thing that really stands out to me in this game gents and uh I mean, we talk about goalies. We talked about not really knowing much about Kevin Lindskog, who was the goalie for for Guildford. Uh, Guildford had 24 shots on goal in that game and scored six goals. So Barry Brust, playing his first full game for the Steelers, made 18 saves. In the other net, uh, Lindskog had 40 shots on him and saved 36. Uh, made some cracking saves in fairness if you listen to Fox he'll turn around and say that it's because most of their scoring opportunities were grade A scoring opportunities and they kept us to the perimeter but fair uh, play to, to Linskug on that, I thought he played a cracking game and Guildford really set the pace there and showed what they can do early on in the season
1: No it was um, from the highlights uh, that I watched um, to <laughs> make sure what I'm saying is a, a, a significant degree of accuracy Um their goalie played outstanding. Um and he gave them a chance. Um Brust, I'm gonna say something that may be buffing to anybody else, but I'm not worried at this moment in time about him. Yeah, he'll want a couple of back, but I I think for me, I think he's just needing his his groove. He's been a while since he played. And, and I'll speak to I'm speaking to some forwards and defenders, and you, when you play the game, whatever level, you, you you find your groove, and you then you can just work on autopilot. And goalies are just the same. We we find a groove, and you know when you know you pucks at that side, you do this and that. It's, I don't think Barry's there yet. Um, his pace between the pipes is, is very quick. It's probably one, of, probably one of the quicker ones I've seen so far in the league. So I'm not worried yet about him. Um, and I think once he finds that groove. Which he needs to find soon, you know. So kind of put that he still needs to. I think he'll be fine, and I don't think you'll see many performances like last Saturday.
0: Yeah, one of the things I've noticed, I mean, for a start, he's cleaned out a player in both games he's played in, which was just great to see. <laughs> stepped out both games and laid the body. Um, he's made some good saves. He looks, he looks ready in the net, and I've I've read some people saying that he he look doesn't look like he's bothered, and I just think. I don't really get how he can say that, particularly about a goalie. I mean, I'm not being funny. It's not like you can see him being sluggish or things like that. He looks, he faces up to the puck. He looks like he gets ready for it. You know, he, he's made some great saves. His catching hand might need a bit of work, but this is this is the other thing that we say. you know, like you say that about everybody finds their groove and that kind of thing. The other thing we've got to bear in mind is this guy hasn't played in 18 months. And whilst that might be the same for John Armstrong or it might be the same for De DeLuca, no, it's not DeLuca because he played for Epam for a bit, didn't he? But, you know, it might be the same for players like Armstrong. They can go to the gym, you know, they can keep fit. And granted, it's not the same as playing with a puck on your stick and things like that, but you can at least keep your fitness up and that side of things. It's very different for what a goalie can do, you know, in terms of like what he's what he's doing, the positions that he's getting and He's got to get down, he's got to get up, he's getting used to the shots coming in. He's only really game time that's going to give him the full exposure to that. And Dave, tell me if I'm wrong, but... You know, you, you can stand there in, in training and it gets you ready to a certain point, but when a goalie at that level, we know that he's good from the late leagues he's played in. But he's still got to have that game time to get himself back in the groove. And you, you, you know, can do,
1: that, you could do you do so many throwing a tennis ball to a wall and catching it. But that's that only gives, gives you so much. Yeah, it's all oh, your fa- face the shots, and you're not just facing shots in in warm up. So, for example, you or Andy shooting at me in a in whole sh- shoe drill. That takes you only so far. It's game-time shots. It's it's shots that you're not expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's the snapshot that, from a corner what you're just not expecting. It's once you face them 10, 20, 30, 40 times. And you may not even catch them all, but once you start saving them, and that's what I'm referring to, that groove of, once you have started facing the shots and you, and you get used to... Making the saves and it becomes autopilot. Um, yeah. Once he once he's there and his standard his CV says he'll get there because you don't play KHL, you don't play the levels he plays at. Even you know you just don't if you're not good enough. He'll be fine for, for him and Sheffield. take sooner than later, but he'll get that. He'll find that groove and we've already seen so far some of the saves and the capacity he's he's surely shown. It's what he can then do more consistently and more regular once he's found that groove and once he's got there. And I, th- I think once once he's there, he'll be fine.
2: I, say, the, the from, I would up, say, from a neutral fan's perspective, that second period pretty much killed you guys off. After the fourth goal went in, it looked like you guys didn't want to play. I, he do, I agree dropped. with that. I would agree with that. Um, and As
1: much as we're talking about Brust's groove and his performance, there's five people in front of him. We are... Sheffield are a team that do go, you score four, we'll score five, six, seven, eight. But not every time you're going to do that. There's going to be a game where a goalie will save 35 plus shots. It's going to happen. CJ Mott's going to turn up and he's going to win them games. So, as much as it's a concern and a rightful one at the moment, you've got to look at also that team defense in front of him to make sure that they're not eased, the grade age chances are taken out of the equation and they're just put to, they're kept to the sides. As you hear, any coach at that level will say, keep them to the sides. And I don't think we did that well on Saturday.
0: Add that to the list of the many things we didn't, in fairness. But yeah, that- it just. I'm conscious that we've slipped onto Barry Brust a little. I'm, I'm also conscious Andy hasn't said anything. So Andy, if you've got anything else to add, this is your uh, this is your moment.
3: Uh, no, I think I'm all good really. Just what everyone said. You know, he's he's been out for eighteen months. You know, it's been a difficult year for all of us, especially you know someone who's not been able to make money play hockey. So we can understand. You know the um the The reasons why he's probably not where he wants to be right now, but you know, this is a guy who's played in the NHL, KHL, you know, some incredible leagues. So you've it's always in the back of your head, you know. Well, Fox must have brought him in in Sheffield for some reason, and we're just yet to see it. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, with obviously Stanovitz, he's playing really well as well. So uh I don't know. Maybe if maybe Fox will give it a couple of months, see where. See where Brust is, uh, fitness-wise. And uh, just make a decision from there, from uh, who stays and who goes. So uh, it'll be a very tough few months of both goalies. We've just got to you know, put the role into every training session, every game, and uh, hopefully it will pay off one of them.
1: I will not be surprised if he keeps both of them. I think we'll keep. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, a different conversation about Churchill's development, but I will not be surprised. Stojanovic has actually got better. As he's got on, um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, and it would also be beneficial. You know, yeah. you, haven't got, you haven't got one goal of rinse when it comes to March Ape or whenever the end of the season this year is um, to go for the playoffs. So
0: I'll, uh, I'll 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 move us on just quickly, gents, because one thing I'm conscious of is we're already talking about Sheffield, and the next thing I've got on the agenda is first impressions, um, which I feel like is a place where we can kind of go into a bit more detail about a few different things about different teams um, I mean just so that in the interest of kind of not of kind of breaking up the Steelers talks obviously we were particularly the last game I think it's easy for us all to kind of go into the do's and don'ts of the last game because all four of us were at that game as well um, so I'll, I'll break I'll break us up slightly there on that one and then we could come back to the Sheffield talk in terms of kind of the do's and don'ts and, and the pros and cons of the team as I say first impressions is the next thing that I've got down so for us to talk about all 10 teams 10 teams in that long I can't remember how many teams there are in the league well uh, nine, 9 at the minute because uh, Glasgow haven't played yet yeah. yeah I was going to say that was, that's the one exception that we'll make we won't be talking about Glasgow for obvious reasons um, I mean Manchester is still below them in the league but that's uh, <laughs> it's just an alphabetical thing Um yeah, where do we want to start,
1: gents? Do we want to? I I'll start. Count. I'll start Guildford. Um, they have. We we said in the it's called the prelude of. They're the team that's gonna um be the tough one, like Coventry. and they showed it very well on, on Saturday. Um, but they did it as a team. It weren't individuals. You weren't going. Player X is going to do it, or player Y is going to do it. They did it as a five. And that yeah. is a really dangerous commodity to have, um, and it's that you can see the coaching of Paul Dixon, who I'm going to say now, in, as a kind of a side thing. Once Pete Russell steps down for me, the next GB coach, uh, the, I don't think it's an argument. I think he he should be the next person. Um, and he, they aren't that boring to watch. If you look at this, if you look, and I say that <laughs> respectfully, I, I, I'm fair say that if you look at the first few years of the Elite League, they've had their, that, that star player, that's wowed as all, but it's always been talking about the player, the individual. You've not talked much about the team, but the highlights I've seen so far of Guildford and watching the bits that I remember and the highlights from Saturday, that is a, they're playing as a five, obviously with a goalie as well, but they're, yes. playing, they're playing as a unit and that's that's something that we've not, I don't believe we've seen of a Guildford team in the Elite League, and that's made them. I feel if they can continue that, more dangerous than what all four of us thought they would be.
2: I could say I'm probably gonna yeah I'll
0: talk about Cardiff. Well yeah no no just, just we'll go through the teams go through the teams we'll just talk tell, so just say what we think about Guildford that was the oh,
2: I that I was agree. my thinking anyway just I go through. Yeah, well, Dave's pretty much hit the nail straight on there. Guildford, of we knew they were going to be Well, obviously they're going to be up there because they have been the past few seasons. I mean, even been getting into Challenge Cup final in one at one point. It's a proper like a team that's going to be obviously breaking the mold of the the big four, as you call it. They're going to be hitting into that because they're going to... I don't know who they'll push out, but maybe they'll just say, yeah, we're here now. Take a seat. It's... From seeing them back in, like, the old EPL days and then seeing them now, it's like, yeah, this is the girlfriend I still remember from those days at Powerhouse. A team that's going to obviously, try and dominate games, in which sometimes they do. Like against you guys on Saturday, they took that game and made it their own. They were making sure you guys didn't play your own game. They were like, no, you're playing ours. And I'm sure they'll probably do it throughout the season. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they actually finish, because I'm sure they'll probably get into the play a final weekend as well, like they have done well last time it was open.
3: Guildford, one of those teams, especially um, Paul Dixon, is that, you know, you don't see these uh, players who will play ma- massive games in the AHL, KHL or NHL. They're bringing in players that, you know, no one's really heard of, but when they're stuck into Guildford, everyone just knows about them, because he, he builds a a team just full of chemistry and just just always seem to click with each other. Uh, I, I mean, just in in, in particular, uh, um, his name's Levi Cable. Uh, he's been absolutely lighting things up at the minute, goal wise. Uh, you've got so many players on on that team that that can, that can either fan the net or or make their points. How I mean, even on the back end with the defense? I mean, you look at some of the Brits like Matt Cowler and um, Lakovic of was released by nottingham last season um it they found their feet early on and, and and this is what i mean by, about a guildford team they have that chemistry almost instantaneous because they all gel really incredibly well and quickly and uh, this is the paul dixon effect and just always a great team to watch uh you, you might expect them to finish you know Mid-table every season, but that's not always going to be the case. Because one day there's going to be a team that really can succeed for every trophy going in the league. Um, they've got a great reputation of just, just being that underdog team that can literally, you know, as soon as you think it, everything's all done and 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 you've and you've won the game, they're they're a team that can easily come back into it and surprise you out of nowhere. Uh, always that strong goaltending, whether that was uh, in the past, Travis Fullerton uh, but this season, you've got Kevin Lindskog and massive, massive, um, if you like. Um, what's the word? Lemsip lem- lem- come here. Um, there was big ambition about him coming in, and uh, so far, he really has um, lived up to that expectation, uh, pulling off some great saves and the uh, defense in front of him, solid. Uh, and just as a unit, they're always pushing back. They're always pushing forward, and you know, just really a really exciting team to watch.
0: Yeah, we know that they've got the, uh, the they often get the players in. You played you played Guildford last time around last last full season, um, or the last part season. Obviously, they weren't part of the um, the elite series, and I thought that was quite a shame to not have them as the only English team not to be included in the elite series. But um, I think that was their own decision. Um, but you look at their team, I mean, you talk about guys from their team previously, you used to have the likes of Kali Jesse Craig, they've still got John Dunbar, they've still got Ian Waters now. Um, the part where they, they missed out previously, looking at their last season, they didn't have a single player who was over a point per game. And this year, they look like they could be getting a couple of players that are hitting the point per game mark. Uh, Jesper alsari has got five in three. Um, Levi Cable, five and three. John Dunbar, four in three. We're getting to that point. I mean, Jamal Watson's got three and three as a D-man. Same as Jake Bolton, a D-man. You know, they look like they've taken their previous teams and improved in a lot of areas. They've got Robert Lakovic, who's a, uh, you know, an experienced Brit now um and Kevin Linskoog looked solid when he played us the other day i mean they played three games first game was a was it a 3-0 win against Manchester griff it wasn't uh you know they then beat us in our own barn 6-4 and then they lost to us 6-3 in their own barn you know like in fairness i, I i'm not trying to quote myself but what some of the co- the commentary commentators were coventry commentators and now I say that i realize i'm talking about um Aaron Murphy and Paul lady, because it was the premier sports game. They were referring to Steelers as one of the teams to beat because like Gref said, you know, you look at your top four in inverted commas and you you'd put the Steelers, you'd put the Giants, the Devils and Nottingham probably up there in your top four. They've already beaten one of those top four in the first three games, the first two games. You know, they're definitely going to be a team to contest this year to me. Um next team, someone pick a team.
2: This is where I go with Cardiff, then again.
0: This is where you go with Cardiff. I think <laughs> everyone else
2: has gone quiet, mate. It's fair news. Oh, well, yeah, I'll go with Cardiff because this is the, with the amount of change that they've had this season, we all thought, okay, what's going to happen here? They've got no Fournier, no Haddad, no Joey Martin, no Bounds. Like, what's going to happen here? And obviously, we saw them at the first game in the CHL, where we were like, Oh wow, because Taco a baptism, baptism of fire, playing. Is it? Did they play in the first game? Adler Mannheim. And it was a DHL, but yeah, <laughs> it's like wow. DHL. D-L? DEL. You mean?
1: Uh, you mean DEL? I mean, I'm,
2: got, I'm, taking, I'm taking D-L. A, D-L. a jersey from the DEL to you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a <laughs> leap out of the, your Twitter feed. Your social media account.
0: Stealers eyes.
4: Oh, shots fired. Gareth.
0: Gareth, what are you talking about?
4: It's fine.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's all
2: right. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll get get called (laughs) a keyboard warrior. It's fine. Even (laughs) though I'm speaking out loud.
4: But yeah, it's... They're
2: breaking in. Out
0: yeah. yeah, Gareth's bringing some sass to the podcast today. Dude, claws.
2: Stafford <laughs> last week. <to>
0: this <laughs> My God. Oh
2: well, we'll move on. We won. Are you sure? Yeah, because obviously they've <laughs> they've got some pretty good players on their team that we well we knew they were they looked pretty decent. Well, bringing bring back. Some of. Well, Bring back like Mark Richardson for a cha- for starters. Captain That's Mark long. Richardson. Yeah, captain. And then let see Josh Barch, Matt Lewis. And then bringing Ben Davis home. Sir Ben Davis. Thank you. And obviously sign in Josh Waller who we saw at the Elite Series. You guys. Who's actually playing pretty decent. Scoring in Elite. the CHL as well.
1: Nice, points goal. In well. games. nice
2: goal, James. Nice goal, the CHL. This team is just looking pretty decent. And then, obviously, the net miners. We're thinking, all right, what are they going to bring in? They always bring in decent net miners. And bring in Matt Carew, <laughs> he's been pretty decent. And Taran Cousin. He played quite decent against us in the, I think it was a friendly game pre-season. I'm looking forward to seeing them play. Get on further then, because they're going to be all gelled together now even further. Even the players that played together in the season that finished earlier.
3: Just as Graf mentioned, you know, uh, mentioned Waller <laughs> and Ben Davis coming back home. Uh, again. Two Guilford players, and uh, it's like I was saying earlier, they always seem to find a way to gel that team, and have been the best out of people, and they certainly did. And this is why Davies and Waller have been given that opportunity to play. This is no offence to Guilford at all, but you know Cardiff are in the CHL for a reason. Uh, they're a very solid team, uh, and this is just giving them a really big stepping stone to compete at a higher level, and uh, so far, it's working wonders. Waller with two goals in the CHL for a 22-year-old. That was really good, in his what um, third, third fourth pro season. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, in in terms of league play, you know, we, you see defenders like uh, Matt Register registering points. So oh I no, I had, do, I had to do that. Sorry. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, um,
1: yo, what's going on for this podcast
3: tonight? It's absolutely. I, good. I honestly you've I don't got know. Ref,
1: sass, you've got that. that what on earth is going on here, guys?
3: Pick Very up your well. game, lads. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, um, especially
2: in the pauses. Been...
3: Brodie Reed <laughs> has been outstanding this season so far for Cardiff. I believe he's got. Just uh, looking at his stats here, he's got he's got six points in two games. I mean, that that is incredible. Just the uh, chemistry he has with uh, I believe it's Sanford and is, is it Crandall or Cox? One of them. Have you um, got his
0: stuff of the Elite League website? Elite Prospects. The only reason I say it is because the 6-2 is just league. It doesn't include Challenge Cup. I, I only say that because I'm a bit miffed off because I've just found out the Elite League website doesn't merge the two like they used to do.
3: Uh, it's all out of place, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've just, again, uh, got a, a very strong a very strong roster, despite uh, obviously having to say goodbye to some really notable players and coaches in Andrew Lords. Uh I not to the Cardiff fans uh, really panicking as to who they're gonna bring in to replace such a such a great coach, one of the which would be their best in history. And uh, in in Jared Scald, I think they've done a great job. Uh, yeah, okay, they've exited the CHL pretty early on, but they're in a very tough group and uh, especially uh Mannheim and, and uh Luco. Amazing team this year, uh, got a very very strong roster between them, and and, and that is just a difference between Europe and us, um, that's just how it is, but in terms of league play, they've still got this roster going forward, and uh, again, I truly believe they can do damage, and even be in the top two, come, it could come be a race if, if there is one, uh, but yeah, it's just a very strong roster throughout, and uh, I think we've yet to see quite a, a lot of greater things for them. Uh, they have brought in Andreas Valdix, uh to replace Brandon McNally uh, on short-term injury injury cover. And uh, so far in the CHL, I think he did a decent job. Uh, it's not had much ice stand so far this season. Uh, so it's good to good to see him back in the league. Uh, they a very good player for the Steelers back in the day. So, uh, yeah, very good things to come from them. Back in the... <laughs> they'll, they'll,
1: they'll, they'll be fine. Card- Cardiff will be fine. We said kind of, we were like, mm. Well, they won't. They'll be fine. Um, they've had a great pre season in six games in the CHL. Um, but I've, I've been impressed with uh, Sanford and Reed. I th- Reed got a hat trick in Sheffield. Uh, memory says we're right. Um, and I like the goalies. Um, yeah, forget the score lines in the CHL because that was just a different level. That first game against Manhattan, you don't play a single game and you go straight into one of th- that team, one of the biggest teams in Europe. Come on. I appreciate COVID is up, but you know, you can't gauge on that. They've got better as they've gone on. Like you said, Sanford Reed, Waller. I, I watch with envy because that kid should have been wearing orange. Um, I wanted him to be playing for Sheffield this year because he is a talent. Um and a very good one. And they've they've got the great mixture uh of Waller, uh Sir ben Davies, O'Connor, Richardson as captain. Um Dixon, um he looked very uh, feisty last night in their last THL CH- game, uh, and he did in, in Sheffield. So they've got the mixture, they have just not haven't got the aura. And I felt that dragged them through games in years gone by. Um, if they gel and like we think they're going to, because you look at the performances, I don't think it's going to be long until they have a new aura. And that could be quite dangerous. Maybe this year, but if Scalder, and I'm impressed with Scalder, um, I did love his interview post the uh, Lukaku game where he was blaming, he was saying that Cardiff had to play against two teams all night. I loved that. I was just like, this is a, a, a break from the norm of Cardiff coaches. Um, after their fans berated other coaches, blamed other people, um, I, I, I like him. He, he speaks with an honesty. He also speaks about the game, and if the other team does well, he's prepared to quickly praise it. Which I didn't feel Andrew Lord did much in his tenure. Um, so, for one of a better the kids will be all right. Well, how long will it be before they get that full aura? Who knows? But I, I think Cardiff will be fine. Um, I still think a cup, not the league. Be what this year.
0: Yeah, you guys have knocked the nail on the head. We all know that Cardiff going into most years at the moment are the team to beat. And I think we. We touched on the fact that they were a changed team. Like we said, we've got Schalder in. They've lost Bounds. You know, they lost Fournier, Haddad, who we'll come back to in a minute. Um, Martin, Myers. They've lost a number of players on their team, but you look at who they've replaced them with. Uh, like you say, Cole Samford, he's not done a great deal in the league and in and in, in a Challenge Cup, but then you look at him five five points in six games in the CHL, four of those goals. Um. Brody Reed then comes to mind six goals six points in two like staff said in the league um, and then you know challenge cup and I apologize because my elite prospects have been really slow five points in four games for Brody DuPont um and four in four for Steve Dixon in the cup as well so you know they're already putting the points up there they pushed Steelers right to the limit in that game and in fairness I think there was a point where we'd all kind of succumbed to the fact that they were going to win and then we pulled it out of the bag in the last kind of five minutes of the, the third period the goal is in a bit that i really think we need to touch on i mean i'm disappointed to see the fact that they don't have a brick goalie i am disappointed in that uh they've got Caruth and they've got taran cozen now i said at the start of the year that taran cozen had shocking stats looking at the if you looked at just these last couple of years with stats. their He's played two games in the in the Challenge Cup, and I know that it's only two games. He's got a goals against average of one. He has a save percentage of 97. Now, I believe they've been playing five. Either one at least those games, if not two of those games, were against five, I believe. Someone might be able to correct me on that. But either way, a 97% save percentage, and I only pick out five on that because we've already called five is one of the teams that we don't expect to be doing much this year it's no disrespected 10 to five they've had enough berating from their own fans on that front anyway um so yeah but uh yeah i mean i i'd still have these is the team to be i agree with you dave i don't think that we're getting a league win from them this year but they're certainly going to push it as far as they can uh and whilst i say that i certainly wouldn't be Surprised if we were proved wrong, if you catch my drift. As much as I don't think it will be, if it ended the year and it was, oh yeah, they have won a challenge, uh, they have won the league. It would kind of be like, oh okay, yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, the chance group, group the chance cup teams just to jump in is Coventry and Guildford, but they have oh, played okay. Fife okay. once in the league. However, if Flash Scores is correct, Caruth started against Fife, so um,
0: uh, that completely wrong them
1: starts <laughs> to be against better
0: teams sorry yeah, yeah. All right. well in fairness even better than two games against Guildford and Coventry and he pulls out a one, one goals against average and 97 save percentage I mean that tells you all you need to know he's their backup guys <laughs> like, as far as you can see so far they seem more reliant on Matt Caruth. he's their backup he's got a 97 save percentage um, the one thing I'll ask you guys before we move on to the next team is Joey Haddad we've seen as per Maritime Hockey on Twitter I believe I've looked on the Greenville uh, Swamp Rabbits and I can't see anything about it on there so far. However, it would appear that Joey Haddad is no longer going to be playing in Greenville. Is that right? I
1: believe he's been suspended um, by Greenville um, for reasons that aren't in the public domain. Make it what you will. Um, That sometimes means that there's a chance that they'll go overseas. Um, Would he... That's not... would it? Would he come back to? I think Connor was a mutually agreed suspension though, weren't it? Yeah. Um, with a, a very quick research on Twitter to see if anything, any rumors, any stories. I'm not seeing anything, so I'm not sure this is. But you know, could be completely wrong. Um, but it does kind of tend to give an argument that he may be back overseas. Maybe, maybe going to Norway. Could be joining uh, the goat.
0: Could you know? be. We'll be going to Graz, going to see
2: uh, Dees. Uh, I mean, Joey Martin is at Graz. Slovakia. Is, is, he, is he at Graz? He was only at uh, Stavanger for the the season that wasn't a season.
1: So then he's not going to go to Norway to see the goat. But I, I tell that back. apologies. But he might still be going to Norway. Who knows? You never know.
0: The goat might have recommended the uh, the scenery. We never know. He doesn't
3: transaction fees.
0: Yeah, wherever's not going to charge him £3 for the pleasure, that's so that's where he's going. Um, so here's the question, I mean, Gents, I imagine I know what the answer's going to be, because we know what Joey Haddad did in the league. Looking at Cardiff roster right now, um, if we're going to presume that Valdix is going to play out his time there, McNally's going to come back, and Valdix is going to go bye-bye and leave. Don't know why I didn't just say he's going to leave. Um, Joey Haddad to Cardiff, if you're Scalder,
4: you take him? No. Because would you have let him go? If you wanted him? Probably not. So I don't think he'd take him back. He'd be a player that you'd want, don't get me wrong.
1: He'll have had the chance to have kept him.
0: And... Clearly- Not necessarily, though. Not necessarily, because if Lord wanted him in the ECHL and they gave him a cushy deal, Like we've got to bear in mind he went with his old coach. He may have turned out to Scalder and gone, I'm going with him.
1: You know, that's a possibility, but he's been in Cardiff for a few years. He knew what Cardiff was about. Um, he would have had the opportunity. I'm sure they'll have done everything in their powers if they wanted to keep him. To to keep him. it's not like they're a small and I say this respectfully, they're not like the small budget team. They'd have had the, the financial firepower to have kept Joey Haddad and given him whatever the hell they wanted, or he wanted to keep him in, in Cardiff. So I don't think I to me I'm not sure. I don't think he I don't think Selder will will take him back. Unless he have a couple of injuries, slips right in. But it's only one injury at the moment, so I don't think I don't think he will.
2: I think Cardiff fans will want him but I don't think the actual team will probably need him. As much as he is a a cracking player and he, he he can show what he can do in this league already he's the team, they've already got the team they've gelled pretty well together I don't think he'll want someone to come in and maybe disrupt that especially when they're going to be like okay which one of us is going
0: I mean it wouldn't hurt to have a spare import though I mean that's that's my kind of logic I mean if I was Scalder and I had the option to bring him in like you say you don't know whether you're going to get injuries we've spoken this year already about the fact that if you get a suspension on an import you could play another import does it hurt all that much to carry an extra does it give a bit of competition in the ranks if they can afford it?
1: it does, but you also can only make so many changes, can't you? Isn't it that rule that you can only make so many changes? So I think that I see I see what you're saying, and your logic's spot on in terms of having that competition to to, to play them. But I'm not. I think the rule change may hamper that kind of activity this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
4: So um.
3: I I don't think they would, mainly because of the whole the whole rule situation. If if that was different, uh, we can only have so many, and then so many changes. I I think he would have come back straight away. Uh, just you know, the, the they're doing pretty well so far. It's still early in the season, and uh, I, I I don't see any, any real. Need to make any more changes unless someone else gets injured. Uh, they've got a pretty solid core, solid core of guys again. So uh, I don't really see much need to to change much. So probably not from me.
0: Yeah, play. I'm on my own here, gents. Saying yeah. <laughs> um. Sound. I think I pretty. I think I pretty much wraps up Cardiff. I'm conscious that we've got another eight teams to go through, gents. So someone else shout out another team. Unless we drag this out for the next few weeks, yeah, could do. How many do? We, what do we want to do with him? We've got. Well, if we've got ten teams to go through, I think doing two teams a thing though, and doing it over five weeks would be quite a long time.
1: Well, we've done the three. Next, and we've kind of borderline on the three tonight. We could probably just polish off Sheffield.
0: I was going to say, shall we have Sheffield in there, and then we'll do three, three, and
1: four. Yeah. Or three, 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 and one when Glasgow turn up.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that do you know what? I'd completely forgot the Glasgow and even played yet. <laughs> that, that, that works perfectly. That works perfectly. All right, just, we'll go straight we'll go to Sheffield then. In fairness, that's quite good because as far as we're concerned, we've seen Guildford, we've seen Cardiff, so actually it will then give us a chance as well to see a couple of other teams play. Um Yeah, that's good. I like that logic. Um Sheffield, crack on boys.
1: Quick, entertain him. More of them gonna be up there uh they have one of the quickest players I've seen for a long long time, and that player is also Um, again um as mentioned on Premier sports, they're gonna be a team that's gonna score in bunches, and they're gonna be a team that can see four score five six seven, so as fans as punters unless you look to be bored unless you look for stuff to not enjoy it and unless the team really has a bad night like they did last Saturday I don't think there's going to be a board Sheffield fan this year I, I do think the team's going to and I do think the team's going to be successful and until i see Belfast because I think that's the only team if I'm honest that will respectfully compete for the league New England Giants sorry yeah the New England Giants yeah um <laughs> It's gonna be a team that I won't be surprised if it's a team that makes the final of both Challenge Cup and the playoffs. Um why they what they do in the final, I don't know. Depends on which cup team they face in terms of the what we're saying about teams that are gonna be good for the cup and not the league. Um and I think they'll be in the top two definitely for the, for the league. Um and they've got the talent, they've got the skill, um, and both in you know, all the all the areas net mind him, we've covered it already um, and we've got Stranovic who was back up at the moment but he's getting better um, defensively a lot more aggressive which I like I felt our defence in the 1920 season was a bit, was talented don't get me wrong, but just not when I say physical and, and aggressive, I look at the Bollybrook one defensive combo where forwards when they come off they was having ice packs because that was a, a tough aggressive obnoxious dirty but talented defensive combo I think we've got a bit more of that this year in, in the defensive lineup um and Phillips is is showing um a level of maturity that some major a boy from beverly would would never have but he's showing it and it's, it's like dangerous. um very dangerous, yeah. Uh, forwards, you know, you, you look you you've got the foot, you got the talent there in abundance. Valorand, De Luca, apart from his stupidity on Saturday, which we'll talk about later on. Um you've got Eberle, you've got Dowd, you've got Mosey, you've got the talent. And you've got, you know, Graham back in on the on the two way, but I think we should have him Steel's having more than the Steel dogs. Um
0: My understanding is, with with that, Steelers have dibs on Graham and Shudra. Leeds have dibs on Brendan Whistle, I think, is the way it works at the moment.
1: I think that's my understanding as well. So, Sheffield have all the tools to do well um, and be there, thereabouts in everything. They've just got to be able to put it together. And we'll only know that come April but the, the signs
2: are good. I think, um, minus what happened on Saturday, to which there was one player that you guys really missed on Saturday that could have changed, kind of like changed up the game a little bit, and that was Tanner Abele.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with
2: that. But bringing in guys like Hodgman and Latal, those two are pretty Pretty damn decent, and obviously you've got Evan Moser who, has pretty much this season is like at a, a summit. Some of this that's just like brought back the life of Evan Mosey playing again properly. He's not. I think the time off and being injured has helped him. He's got back to his former self. Your team looks quite decent. I'm sure you will be at the fight for the title like you were this season that didn't finish. Challenge Cup? guess that all depends on what teams turn up and what teams don't. I'm sure you, you'll you more likely have a pretty decent season again.
3: Like I said, some, some good players have really come in and... Uh... Made their stamp already. Uh, really, really impressed with with Mosey, Hosman, Uh and, and Todd as well. I mean, I mean, absolutely sold on that on that back end. And uh, Sheffield haven't had a strong defence in quite a few years, so that's good to see um, that they've really upgraded in in that respect. Uh, Armstrong after after a year off, you know, you wouldn't even would even know, uh, especially with his penalty shots the other week. Um, oh incredible yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely just great to see that uh you know he's he's not been affected by by the layoff um Bilf. but also having now that's graham back um did we touch on, on on him leaving the ice dogs no no, no. right okay the first one can, can go into a bit more detail later but um yeah so graham has been released from the ice dogs uh, in the Ontario Hockey League because of another import, I believe. They're going to have so many imports in that league uh, and uh, the coach was just said, oh, this import is better than this one. So, unfortunately, uh, Graham's dreams of North America are over for now, but hopefully he'll be able to get back to that uh, some, at was some stage. He was like the kid that dropped down, weren't he? Like a uh, first or
1: second round draft pick or something? He was quite yeah. high. Yeah, San Jose sent yeah. back. It was kind of a, it was, it's an unfortunate that's the cutthroat of the junior system over there, but it's not a slight on, on Alex, it's just a case of the prospect they have is a lot higher thought of than Alex.
3: Yeah, it's he's, he's just so unfortunate, you was know, just, just wrong place at wrong time effectively. Uh but he's now he's he's still young, hopefully he'll still get that shot again in the future. Uh just you, you know, He's back in Sheffield for now. we already got a goal on the sheet. So, um, hopefully, you know, if, if he can prove himself this season, then maybe that will give him more opportunities abroad. we uh, have to wait and see. But um, we'll be expecting quite a lot from him. Uh, but, yeah, we've been very solid throughout, to be honest with you. Um, it's been quite a few years since we've said that, from goalies to defence to offence. So, yeah, really good things to see. We've got speed. We've got, you know, we've got, we've got size. We've got strength. And we've got a very, very, very solid defense as well. So uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good things this season.
0: Yeah, this is it, boys. I mean, I can't remember the last time that I saw a a team, a Steelers team, quite so strong on paper. Um, and that's that's the the first thing that strikes you about this team straight away is they they look strong. They look like a team that are going to contest. And like we've said already, we've we've pulled out. You know, we've already got the likes of of Connolly, Valorant, um, you know, Eberle back in the ranks, and that's huge. But then, you know, you scale that back slightly and look at the, the other players that we brought in. Keaton Ellerby, a huge player for us to bring in. Um, you know, Dane Todd, like you said, there's a number of players that you're looking down the roster and you, or the, down the stats, and you see KHL, NHL, AHL, SHL, DEL, Check elite league. You are seeing the top leagues in the world, there are a number of p- players that are played in this team. Um, I mean, Dave, like Dave's already said, Martin Latal has to be. I think there's only a handful of players that I've seen faster than Latal and in in real life. And when I'm saying that, I'm referring to the NHL as well. I mean, I, I you know, I mean the fastest guy that I've seen on the ice is Nate McKinnon, and you know, you watch Latal and he's that kind of standout player. I'm not talking in terms of even nearly in terms of the hockey ability, but the speed that that guy's got is incredible. I mean, you watch the game against Cardiff, he puts the overtime winner in him and Mosey, the two fastest guys in the team, break down the ice. And in the interview after the game, Latal starts talking about how knackered he was at that point. You think you just outskated everybody, you scored the game winning goal, and then you turn around and go, Well, wow, I was pretty tired. Um, the other thing that I don't I don't think we've touched on much in terms of this team, and and apologies for anybody who's not a Steelers fan who might not necessarily fully appreciate this side, and, and this is mainly aimed at Dave and Stafford when I say this, but how nice is it to see a Steelers team winning some face-offs? Yes, I mean Hodgman and Alexuk in the face-off dot are just they're unstoppable. They're you know they're they're winning so many face-offs cleanly and. Um, do you know what that then means is we're already in a position we've got to face off in the offensive zone, and straight away we're thinking right, okay, we might win this face off and get the point shot off, and it could it could easily lead to a goal. whereas in previous seasons, half the time you're thinking well, we're going to lose this, we're going to have to scrap it back. we're probably going to end up back in our own zone and breaking back up the ice. You're already on the back foot this this team in the let's have a look in the elite league, so the league season this year so far two hundred and fifty one face offs were fifty three point three nine per cent in the in the challenge cup we're even better than that we are 57.85% on face-offs in the challenge cup um defensively we've stepped up so penalty killing the in the in the challenge cup so far 77.78% and in the elite league is 80% Do you know this is a strong team that we seem to have built a lot more from the back um you know, we've talked about the, the goalie situation. Rok Styanovich got a lot of criticism from me, and I'll hold my hands up for that. The first game against Cardiff, I think three of the goals ended up going in between the two between the legs, going going through some form of 5 Um and he didn't look so strong. And then all of a sudden he, he he gets back between the pipes against Coventry on the Premier Sports game, absolutely killed it. And then again in Guildford played an absolutely fantastic game again by all accounts. Um yeah, just fantastic. Andy, like you've already said, John Armstrong's at 18 months out. Dave, sorry, go on.
1: No, just to add to your point about the uh, the different leagues, just a quick go-through of the actual quality and, of leagues in this team. Mm. So, in terms of games played, NHL, 228. The SHL, 139. Al Spenskin, 143. Liga, 128. The KHL, 383. The Czech Elite, 573. The AHL, 1,238 games. The DEL, 230 games. They're going to be teams that will compete on their numbers, but that... We mention it when we go for the teams in the past when we've been doing this podcast. And we, I don't think we've looked at teams. And we aren't going through Cardiff, Nottingham and Belfast, but the, the amount of depth that this numbers suggest that's some serious <coughs> depth. Like you said, Joe... It's a team strength on paper. They, and if they can show it, could be one hell of a year to remember.
0: This is the key thing. And the thing is, like you said, it's entertaining hockey. Um, you know, I, I spoke to a couple of people after the Cardiff game and they said, wow, we were two goals down and I've never heard that crowd being so loud at two goals down. And I said, yeah, but the thing is, you track back to, I mean, Barrasso. As much as Thompson gets some slating for our team, Barassa, when we were losing, was some of the most boring hockey I've seen played in our building. You know, you had Thompson, which for a time, OK, as much as we might disagree with what happened with Thompson, for a time, you know, there wasn't... For a time, there wasn't that kind of excitement around the team. And um, there is now... And that's the thing, even when we're losing even against Guildford the other day, and it was a terrible game, but every so often there was something where you thought, oh, OK, we've got that strength at the back. Um, you know, Sam Jones, Davey Phillips coming in as the two Brits, but then also you've got Keaton Ellaby, you've got Dane Todd. We've got some size at the back. Dane Todd seems to be a bit more of an offensive D-man, but still has that defensive remit. Keaton Ellaby, as much as I might have expected him to be a bit better when he first came in, He's probably the first defensive D-man that I've seen, a proper defensive D-man that I've seen us have in four or five years. Doesn't seem to go up that much when he's shooting from the point, even he's looking for that tip in in front. He's laid the body in like this is the foundation of a good Steelers team, whether that's going to be for this year or whether that's going to be over the next couple of years. I don't know, but. There's a lot of foundation in this team. I agree with that. They're definitely going to be up there when it comes to the Challenge Cup, when it comes to the league, when it comes to the playoffs. Expect to see Sheffield there. I know that we're three out of the four of us are Sheffield fans, but I don't think we're being homers in saying that. You watch this team right now and even when we're not playing great, we're finding ways to win. That Cardiff game, we found a way to win. The Coventry game in particular, we found a way to win. The point I'll say on the flip side for Sheffield is out of all the games we've played so far, we've only had two regulation wins. And one of those was against Manchester. So it's not all guaranteed. I think it was two, two regulation wins or three. We played Manchester twice, haven't we? Might have got that wrong. Yeah. You guys Regulation twice, weren't it, Graf? And then Guildford. So, yeah, three. So, yeah, three. Apologies for that. Yeah, three. But still, like we say, we're we not that far in the season. There have been a couple of games where we've had to really scrap a win, but it's the games you scrap a win that win your leagues. When you can win a game when you're not playing your best, that's what wins you a league. Um, Anything else to add on Sheffield, gents? No? Okay. Uh, I'm throwing it over to Mr Grant now. It's, I've got CHL written down next, mate.
1: Yes. Um. Last time for a few weeks, so a little bit of um, sadness in this household. Um, we've had the last group game um, in the Seattle, uh, as Joe's mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me, so I'll quickly go through the score lines. Um, Friskaski lost 7 3 to yesterday, baby. Um, the Polish side, I apologize for that poor attempt at pronouncing their team. Um, Tapara beat Skelefti 4 um, 2. Things guaranteed in life. Uh, Birth, death, taxism for London qualifying for the playoffs section of the CHL. They won four one. Um Shakara for London making it again. Um beating Turku 4-2. Sparta Prague beat Bremerhaven 3-1. Uh Fribourg, not Freebird, um beat Lexand at home 3-0. Uh Zurich uh beat Bolislav seven three. Salzburg um beat Bolzano in overtime four three. Decent game. Um not as fun, as the week before, but decent game nonetheless. Uh, Rouen beat Rungsted 4-2, the wonderful Rungsted uh, from last week. Um, Sloven Bratislava lost to Trinic 4-1. Uh, Rogler beat Sandersik 8-3, uh, which baffled me as Sandersik with 3-2 up in the third period, and they managed to lose at 8-3. Um, Lausanne beat Mannheim 3-1. Red Bull Munich beat Zug 6-1. Big uh, result in terms of the qualification we will go on very shortly. Eisbaum uh, won their second game, of the, the group stage still knocked out, beating Lejano 4 um, 2. Cardiff lost 6 3 to Lukuruma. And Donetsk won their first game in the CHL in the history, beating Klagenfurt 2 1. So, <laughs> Klagenfurt's biggest fan in the UK is unhappy over there. So, I think it's that's the fan worst
0: collage you could possibly have. Klagenfurt's biggest fan in the UK.
1: Well, we're not talking about fans in Italy, are we? Um, so, the draw oh, yeah, is in the UK. tomorrow. And now, depending on when you listen to this, well, it depends when it's uploaded. Um, if you, if by somehow it's loaded in the no morning problem. tomorrow, um, it's on Premier Sport Live. And it is done on two pots. So, I'll go quickly through the, the pots. Pot one is the group winners. So, Sparta Prague. Fralunda, Lucarama, Rogler, Tapera, Fribourg, Klagenfurt and Salzburg. And in Pot two, Vecchio, Zurich, Mannheim, Munich, Scalettia, Lexand, Rouen and Balzano. Um, the potential, now the teams, if they're ignoring Salzburg and Bolzano being the same group, but now teams in the same league can meet. Um, that was a one-off, I think, due to the Olympic qualifiers, um, kind of clashing with the beginning of the tournament. Um, so, there's, there's some potential big ties there, you know, like Sparta, Prague, Mannheim, and uh, even the repeat of the Red Bull derby uh, is a potential. So, well, I think we may go through the, the the ties next week. But just want a quick stat in terms of who qualified, in terms of from country. Sweden has got five teams. Uh, Finland, Austria and Germany have two each. Uh, the Czech, France and Italy have one. Now, more important for uh, that number with the Swedes, Finns, Czechs, um, Germans, Swiss. Swiss, they have two as well because it depends on how many teams will then go next year into the CHL because their coefficient will change and be different because I think the Czech moved up to four teams I think this year. That could move down with only one team making it through to the knockout stage. So that will all be decided by the end of the tournament. Um, But uh, yeah. Um, the CHL is done for a bit, I think that I think it's next month, um, the same month as the Continental Cup, the semi final stage. Which, um, good news, fans will be able to go. And, yeah, as Joe mentioned, um, MF said on tour, um, we can't guarantee any good live feeds, um, but, um, but depending on
0: how many drinks we get, we might have some funny live feeds. Oh,
1: (laughs) funny will be guaranteed. Um, and I'm sure we'll bash that together and come up with some form of, of uh, coverage of that weekend. Um, maybe more like live Instagram. Uh, we'll let Joe loose on that one. Um, he's got a nice new phone and all flashy and all that jazz. So um, we'll let him do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, fans will be able to go. So Alborg, uh, Gomel, Steelers, and one other team from the quarterfinal stage, which is. Not that far, I think it could be next weekend mm. So we'll know The fourth team in the group And then the top two will go to the final Which is general
2: Let's see, the the Seat game Four Of the eight goals scored Were in a five minute power play
0: Nice, that brings me back to the uh, That makes a bit NHL playoffs, The Golden Knights San Jose won A few years ago Yes the one that proper hey, uh, review of a five plus game penalty,
2: wasn't it? Yeah. And Sean O'Dell, first on the seat, got a five plus game penalty for slew footed
1: Well, just had to be um, there, were, there were two checks to the head game penalties in the Salzburg Bolzano game. Wasn't it um, one each? Yeah, yeah, one each. Yeah. Um, and line brawl, proper fight with gloves off. It was entertaining. It was it was very fun to watch. Um Yeah. So the business end starts soon.
0: Speaking of the business and you said uh well you let me loose on Instagram. I feel like we need to let Andy loose on a um we need we need an MF on tour graphic, Andy, to put as our uh to put us our, our profile picture for the, the weeks leading up to the uh, up to the event. Okay. That's
3: Is okay. it gonna be brought to you by Bacardi uh, Breezer
0: if you want to put a Bacani breezer on the on on the logo, knock yourself out, mate. Just you're as saying, long as you're,
1: you're saying that, but you are saying it in jest. And you remember last time in Denmark? No, you might not. No, it was only the sun. I don't think he, he wants to. it. was only the sun. you do not remember. I remember him. <laughs> There's a lot I remember. <laughs> yes, sat down in reception with your head spinning around. Maybe we should do that a live Q&A before one of the games just in terms of memories of county Cup trips and CHL trips and fountains and flip-flops not surviving before you say, Joe.
0: You need to take the flip-flops again, it's got to happen. If uh, if anybody <laughs> wants
1: yeah. I'll take a crutch for me next time like I did, like I did last time. <laughs>
0: If anybody wants a, a comprehensive review of all English, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh bars in the uh, in the city of Alborg, I'm sure we'll be able to provide it for you after we return. If,
1: if, if they are like in um, Copenhagen, yeah,
0: definitely got to happen. But uh, but yeah, Bacardi Breeze of def As long as there's no Christmas tuborg on the graphic, Andy, I am I, I'm down for whatever. Oh, Carlsberg! Can't forget the no, 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 I feel like there needs to be an ironic line on the on the graphic that says the best lager in the world, just because of how many times we saw it and shouted at that la- <laughs> shouted at <laughs> that quotation on billboards as we walked through the city of Copenhagen. Brilliant. Gents, are we? Uh, have we got anything else on CHL, or are we good to move on? We're, we're smashing through this, boys. We're an hour and ten in so far. Um, the next thing I've got down on my agenda is a quick note, in fairness. Last week, we talked about something that we didn't necessarily want to have to talk about. We, of course, didn't want to have to talk about it because it's not something we ever wanted to see in the sport, which was obviously the UHL incident involving um, Daniski and Jalen Uh The good news coming out of that is Jalen Smerrick obviously said he was taking an indefinite leave of absence from the UHL. Uh, whilst they sorted out the incident, he's now landed a contract in DEL club Batingham Steelers. Um, bit of an upgrade from the UHL, gents.
1: Upgrading league, upgrading country in, in terms of values. He's going to be more than looked after. He's going to be in a hockey league that he's going to be able to thrive and uh, show his talents. And I wish him all the best. He looks a
0: decent player. In fairness, I mean the, the last couple of years before going to the UHL, he played for Tucson. He played 30 games for Tucson in 2019-20. As a D-man, he posted five points and a plus-minus of plus nine. And then the following year, he played Tucson 17 games, six points and a plus-minus of plus two. That's not bad going in the AHL. So it's a, it drops down so much that the UHL seemed a little bit of a weird move. I don't know what's going on there. I've caught a Siri book. And we're, and we're Instagram live. My God. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 gents. Honestly, do you know what I've started doing at the moment? Is I've started catching the video button on Snapchat. Like, literally, like, I don't know why they put the video button next to the forward button to come back off it, and it really winds me up. It's the amount of times I've had to like type a message to someone saying, Really sorry, caught the button. <laughs> like,
1: they call that fat finger syndrome, my friend.
0: I know, and you've just told me you're gonna let me loose on Instagram Live. So, if you've got us on Snapchat, we don't have a Snapchat. But if you ever had us on Snapchat and you got a video call, that's probably why. Um, anyway. Anything else on Jalen Smerrick? I think it was only really a comment of regards to him going to Batingham, but if anybody's got anything else to say, speak now or forever hold your peace.
3: Yeah, just uh, just summarise, really. I mean, uh, <laughs> what a league he's joining the DEL. I mean, a massive upgrade on the UHL. Uh, absolutely huge. So, yeah, just uh, a great yeah. move for him, and I'm, uh, I'm sure uh, he'll be a little happier there. Um, a league that has a, a lot of better standards than the UHL, that's for sure. Uh, so I, I think it would definitely be a lot happier there. And uh, uh, be, be, it's be, best playing-wise. So good luck to him.
0: Certainly good luck to him.
1: Anything else, boys? They, seen... have nice, they have nice jerseys for b to 9
0: I will have a look.
1: I've, I've got one. They have really nice jerseys. Fair play. So...
0: Do we have anything else? I've seen shaking heads. This is radio, boys, not video. Um, Because it's a podcast.
3: Radio. Um,
0: (laughs) The next thing I have is a bit of a sore subject for Steelers fans. It's the thing that Steelers fans love to complain about the most. It's usually complained about, followed by the two words, Lyndon Springer. However, in this instance, it's actually one of our own players that's, there, that's taken the fire. It's obviously the Department of Punishing Steelers, as some people would call it. Of course, on real life, it's the Department of Player Safety. I will now say that I don't think it's the Department of Punishing Steelers. That was a tongue-in-cheek dig at some of our own fans that say that. Please don't berate me. I thought you were going to be at about transaction fees
2: then for a second.
0: <laughs> Could have been transaction fees. The rumour has it that we had to put in a £3 transaction fee for the Dops review, so... Uh...
1: Gotta cover the fee my mate. Gotta be done.
0: So uh, sorry, yeah, I've 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 Tv up <laughs> for play safety. I've not even said what's actually happened. Um <laughs> Oh god. I told you we're still in training camp, boys. We're still in training camp. Um
1: but for the last three years.
0: That's not the point. <laughs> in fairness, last week on the podcast I managed to call Greth Breath and then the following day in real life I managed to call Stafford Stefford so I think we're going all right actually we've not had a Conti cup challenge cup moment yet so yet yet I'm hoping it's not on this episode because we've already seen how much sass Gref's got going already so i know <laughs> um but yeah uh, anyway back to the department of player safety um and the wonderful videos that they put on explaining the uh, the the, the the bans on the players. I think we were actually sat in the changing room just before our game when we when we realised this, gents. We'll not talk about that game.
3: Um most boring uh, voice I think I've ever heard. I
1: just, I <laughs> We've had him on the podcast. What do you say?
3: I'm kidding.
1: you know, not. <laughs> you're to be as sassy as Greg. Let's not have that. Come on, Andy. I know
0: Come on. Andy Stefford trying to step up the sass to match breath. Um Honestly, I don't know. Guys. Failed. What's happening? Miserably. Yep. Anyway, uh, Anthony Deluca, the uh, Steelers number fifteen, scored the goal. Didn't score. I don't know actually who scored it. It looked to me that initially the, the first shot went in, but it, it didn't. I think it went post, post, and out to Connolly's stick, who then put it in. And as it went in, uh, Deluca, for some stupid reason, during the celebration, decided to look at Kevin Linskoog and then lift his leg and lightly kick him in the chest. I just don't see why. So, anyway, uh, we'll come back to the review in a minute. Uh, he, dopps reviewed it, and they gave a two-match ban, so he'll now miss the game. He missed the game in Guildford on Sunday, and he will now miss the game against Nottingham on Saturday. It's a huge hurt for the Steelers, team, missing DeLuca against Nottingham. Just
1: brain dead. I, I, I'm... So, let me go up front. He's actually gone out on social media and apologised. He's, he's owned his rubbish um, and fair play to him. There's not much of that nowadays where people just hang up and go, we've caused, we've done something stupid, we're sorry. So, fair play to him on that. However, it was done. <laughs> yeah. It was... He's lucky. He's lucky the goalie hasn't absolutely just gone swinging at him. Irrelevant that there was only one Guildford player, the goalie, and a three or four Steelers. He's he's looked at me going, "What on earth are you doing?" I'm surprised he didn't go swinging with his stick or his blocker. And irrelevant if it'd have been outnumbered, but it's like you've been kicked, lightly, heavily irrelevant. Still, <clears throat> you don't do it. So Luke is a little bit lucky in that respect, um, because if he'd use the blocking and court him well, there'll be brand new blockers. They hurt. Um... Two games I'll take that Thank you very much I wouldn't have been surprised a bit more Even if it was a light kick It's still kicking um, They suspended the Guildford guy A few weeks back For one game
0: Tristan Fry one game for Fry,
1: it, Yeah. Um. So they've not Gone out with some heavy bands yet Surprisingly Given that Spring has been playing the season, um, still time. Oh, there's plenty of time, and he'll be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, in, in fairness, if, 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 the way he has his own method of playing the game, and in fairness, it's, it's more like like a weekly visit to the confessional booth at church. But you know, hey ho, that's that's Spring and that's his game, and we'll, we'll leave it be. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he's lucky that he got two games, if I'm honest. Um, but Sefiel won the first one. If they can win the second one, then DeLuca's a lucky boy. In the... Let's hope he keeps his head a little bit better next time.
2: Yeah, we're watching... Because well, we were at that game, you could t- I think I probably said this to you, Joe, I, I was like, well, a few of their heads have gone. And you look at yeah. DeLuca and you're like, yeah, his head's definitely gone. And he goes, does something stupid like that. It's like, yeah... Kind of summed up his night for you. Two games, quite lucky. I think if it would, if it would have been a more like forceful kick, that would have been a lot more. And obviously, he would have got a blocker to the face. That could have been a broken nose, if not more. It's stupid, but. When your head drops, you do stupid stuff. That's coming from the Manchester fan. And I've seen it happen plenty of times. In our yeah. barn, in other rinks. We
0: can't even say you guys got Lyndon Springer. You guys had Jay Rosill, I
2: mean He <laughs> <was who> got <laughs> suspended for throwing a stick.
0: As the captain of the team.
2: Yep. Uh, eight, two games. Fair enough. Hopefully, oh, you're gonna be you'll be thinking. Hopefully, it doesn't come back to bite you when you play in Nottingham. Who knows? I guess we'll. You'll you'll be praying on Saturday, or is it Sunday? You play him. Saturday. Can you play him on Saturday then?
3: I'm not even really sure what was going through his that at the time. Um, no. We've all been in that situation where pressure gets to us and uh, we'll do silly things. But I'd love to know what was going through Lucas head when he was doing that because I, I, I've not seen anything like that at a professional level before. And, you know, but it's it's done now. It is what it is. We've got to move on from it. And I think Dops giving two games is about right for me. Uh, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, there wasn't a, a big kick if you get what I mean, there wasn't a, an attempt to injure, it was a kick, but there was not a lot of force to it. Uh, if that had been different, I think, yeah, absolutely more games. Uh, Definitely attempts to injure, especially with a blade on, blade on your foot. But because of how it was, I think two games is about right. Uh, and, you know, I'm by no means at all on, on this department of protecting Steelers bandwagon, but uh, I'd, I'd love to know why Springer didn't get any anything at all for, for his. Um, Cause he scored but, the next day. Yeah. First ball? Oh. Mm. Not that it Maybe made a Yeah, just just wish there was a bit of a cons- consistency. And, and this isn't me, you know, saying oh, well Steel's great. Why don't why don't other teams get it? It's going for everyone going forward. You know, we all want con- uh, consistency in this league when it comes to dops. And uh, I just hope should this happen again, that it will be uh, fair to all teams involved and and uh, spend the players when they really need it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys have all summarised it. It's stupid. He lost his head. It was a frustrating game. It was a frustrating game to watch. I can't imagine what it was like to play. Um, doesn't justify what happened. Like they said in the video, they actually, um, they actually had, you know, they actually looked at him. They actually knew what he was doing. It wasn't like he just lifted his leg up like some Steelers fans were trying to suggest. He looked at him. He kicked him in the chest. He's not tried to deny that. You know, fair play to Deluca, and I'll say that hugely in his in his defence. To go out there and post, particularly in the world of social media as it is nowadays, is not an easy thing to do. And actually, the, the response that he got from the majority of people, other than the odd idiot who decided to continue commenting that he should have got more more games, the general response from other fans as well was fair play to you stupid move you've owned your mistake draw a line under it we know he's not that kind of player and as much as people will come out of the rubbish that Steelers are known for running goalies and whatever else we know he's not known for that kind of thing he's come out and apologised for it we draw a line under it Um. I'm not going to read the whole thing out from Dops because if you want to see it and you want to listen to what actually happened, watch the video. It's out on, on uh, Elite League social media. What I'll read is the bit that led to the actual decision, which was it's important to note that the kick was not forceful. We've always been clear that the force is an important consideration for our ice officials as well as Dops in assessing penalties and or and/or discipline, with more substantial penalties being handed out for more forceful or violent infractions. However, we must emphasise that using a skate or skate blade to make an intentional or reckless contact with an opponent, regardless of the purpose, is entirely different to a hit that involves a player's body or stick, as there is minimal force required to dangerously cut or injure an opponent. Therefore, while we agree that this play isn't malicious, any player who intentionally and carelessly uses his skate to contact an opponent, no matter the amount of force used engaging in kicking, is putting his opponent at immediate risk of serious injury and such plays will not be permitted. I have to say, in fairness, it's not often that I compliment Dops. I actually think they've they've kind of hit that spot on. As the Steelers, we are lucky. It could have been more... um, it easily could have been more. I mean, this was this was the this was the yardstick for the league. This was I've never seen something like this happen before, particularly not recently. Um, this was the ability for the league to set the bar and say, if you do this, is this is what's going to happen. Um, and they've done that. I you know, I feel we're lucky. We could have easily racked four, five, six games up just to try and set that precedent there. Um, I agree about the consistency of Dops. The thing that I disagree with, I'm not saying that this is what you're saying, is but this is what a lot of Steelers fans are trying to do, is comparing it to the incident with Springer. Um, for me, the consistency side in terms of Springer not getting the penalty previously lies more in the penalty that was give, given to Tristan Frey for the boarding call, but then not given to Springer for the hit that was blatantly on a player who'd left the puck. And for me, it looked like he led in with a knee. I don't think you can compare the De Luca incident with the Springer one just because this was so unnecessary. And we've spoken before about how hits and things like that can just be mistimed. As much as Springer can be a dirty player, as much as he does end up with a lot of bans, and as much as he'll get a a reputation for that across the league, I don't generally think that there is that intent to be malicious and trying to injure players as much as it does look like it at times. Um, You know, for me... This incident was so avoidable, it was so pointless, it was stupid. And like they say, I mean, in fairness, you watch the incident with um, Clint Malachuk on YouTube, if you don't mind gore and you've never seen it before, uh, it really opens your eyes to the dangers that happen. I know Dave's now covering his neck up. It really opens your eyes to the dangers that can happen, particularly, you know, all it takes is a little knock. Basically, what happens with Clint Malachuk is two guys go into the net, the two guys collide. They go down, they slide into Malachuk, and one of the blades goes directly across his neck and slits his neck. Um, And he, obviously, you can see the blood going across the ice as he goes off. I know that it isn't that kind of thing, But when there's a skate involved, that's always what the league's going to jump to. is the potential for something like that to happen. All it would have taken was De Luca to lose his balance as a player comes in and celebrates. Let's say a guy from behind him that's playing in defence comes in to sell you the goal just as he lifts his leg up to kick him and pulls him back and his skate goes a bit further up than he intends. That's all it takes. Um, So anybody who is just completely against De Luca's penalty... um, I'd I'd point that out to you. It's just that danger. But I do agree about the consistency The Springer thing was just uh, nonsensical to me that he didn't get a penalty. Um, Regardless of whether or not, I think there was an intent to injure there. uh, He could have easily blown out Latal's knee. And at the the end of the day, this is the Department of Player Safety that hasn't considered the player safety in that incident at all. Um, So that's where the consistency for me comes in. The DeLuca thing would draw a line under it now. He's apologised. There's not many players that have done that across the league. Um, yeah, that was just stupid. Uh, anything else to add on Dops? No? We're seeing the uh, NHL Dops being quite active recently. Too much ban for Gabriel Landeskog just getting out. Um Within the last hour, yeah. Yeah. It's, that was a a that was a, not a nice hit. Anybody who uh, anybody who wants to know what kind of hit should be getting more than two matches, because for me, two matches wasn't enough for the NHL. But there you go. Um, NHL is actually the next thing I've got written down, boys. So uh, I don't know how we want to do this. We're at about the hour and a half mark, Dave, so you were slightly wrong, but you're nearly there. Um, what do we want to say about the NHL? I mean, it's back. Obviously, we know that. Uh, The Rangers and the Washington Capitals played their first game the other day for one of the most anticipated games of the year, I would say, just because the Rangers brought in Reeves to try and tackle everything that happened last year. And nothing happened other than the Rangers got a nice spanking from the Capitals. Um, On a personal level, one of the best opening games of the season that I've seen the Penguins play, uh, 6-3 win against Tampa, uh, three goals on an empty net when they pulled their goalie 3-0 down with six minutes left in the game I have never seen that happen before what a weird decision by John Cooper um, but yeah, NHL's back great the guys. it's great, it means that we can lose sleep
1: so from my perspective I was actually quite happy Pittsburgh won uh, and peed all over the banner game of Tampa not Sour at all, no, not at all. Um, so nice one, Pittsburgh. Um, the rags losing
0: without Crosby against all ZAR Malkin. In fact, I
1: saw a stat, I think it's the first opening game since either 99 or 2000 that hasn't involved um, Crosby Malkin and Latang. Not Latang, no. 60. Who was your Great player who had cancer. And I can't remember his name, Lemieux. That's how I just come from his name. Did it involve one of them three for the first time since uh either 99 or 2000, which is um a wiggle in that context? Uh, the rags lose him. to borrow a phrase hashtag world is healing. Um, nothing finer than seeing the, the rags lose. Um, yeah, the, the NHL's back, we all get to lose sleep and yeah, see
0: Buffalo lose.
1: See Buffalo lose. We see two new buildings. six minutes. Um Obviously, Seattle's uh, brand-new building that's meant to be the most green build in in sports around the world. Uh, And uh, the Islanders will eventually, uh, after 13 games on the road, play their first game in the new USB Arena in Belmont. Um, I, I can't remember how many... Probably not many answers here, but if anybody listening, let us know. How many NHL seasons do you get to see two or more new barns in that season you normally get one every now and then obviously but not two, I don't recall being too new, apart from obviously was the first very first season obviously with uh, the NHL but you actually have two new buildings in that in the season
3: the season I can remember is 2000, 2001 I think when Columbus and Minnesota came into the league I think that was last time there was two at the same time Told you, stat guy.
1: Yeah. So so no, it's past, so apart from expansion. It's a rarity that you get two new buildings. So and the photos coming out from Belmont. Oh my God, that looks that is a building that's made for hockey fans. Just angles, everything's just it looks great. Shame there'll
0: be no cups lifted there.
1: Well, this is a bit I don't like. There's far too many pundits and reporters, even the British paper, are calling Islanders to win the Cup. And I don't like it. Can't see it. Don't like it one bit.
0: Well, you do have the best goalie duo in the NHL. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be closer (laughs) to that now, because Fleury and Leather have been split up, so you might actually... uh... You are closer to that now. I can't think of many goalie duos that actually are up there now.
1: Well, Sorokin starts. um, We'll start probably. I think the first two games because Valamov is still recovering from injury, but he started skating. Um, So I think it's. I think it's even Schneider is back up. But that that'll tell you that Sorokin's playing 60 minutes regardless, unless he gets injured. Um, And even then, if he's injured, it probably would keep him in.
0: (laughs) and we <laughs> bringing David Ayres in. <laughs> did,
1: did, hang on, it was Schneider who played in Slovakia, it, it was indeed. And um, yeah, Sorokin plays. And Demko. Danco. Demko's fine. He's all
0: right. does it. Uh, this is uh, the best uh, thing to say about you guys having the best goalie duo. Neither, for me, neither of your. I mean, Sorokin will will get there. Neither of your goalies are even close to being the up there in terms of single goalie in the league. When you look at the likes of I mean Vasilevsky's just in the League of his own at the minute. Um, you've still got the likes of for me, Fleury, Holtby. Are still, are still up there as there's some of the greats, and then
1: Is but, either is either a goal in the top three, top four, top five? No.
0: But the duo we said this before, this was the same as when um I tracked back even as far as seeing like Dallas having um anti niemi and Bishop. No, it was before they had Bishop. It began with a K. Who Hudo, Hudo. No. I can't remember, but they had they had another goalie with, with Neemi and it was a great one two. Which uh, team is this, sorry? Dallas. That,
1: Dallas. Hudobin or something
0: like that. No, it wasn't Hadobin. Uh, it's gonna annoy me. I'm gonna have to Google it.
2: People are probably shouting this now at the podcast.
0: <laughs> Either that or the shouting Move on from I've just I've just searched San Jose Sharks. So that's not Oh was it San Jose no. It could have been San Jose I might have got it wrong It might not have been Dallas
3: Would it be Carrie
2: Lennon Yeah ah.
3: Thank you um, I was thinking that But L being surname. name
0: Was it Um yeah, sorry, I got K from this. I always I always start with his first name. Um was it was it San Jose rather than Dallas? No, it was Dallas. Seventeen eighty. Oh okay. Completely butchered that boys. I apologize. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, you don't often get that. I mean Leonard and Fleury was a was a serious, serious serious um anomaly there. Um Yeah, I don't know, it's uh be interesting to see what happens in the league. I can see Tampa doing a free peep. I think it's outstanding
1: I'm, as much I'm, as they I'm, went the other I'm going to throw it again. Yeah, they've got every chance to win a 3P. And I think there's, a, and again, I think there's only one team that will stop them. But they've not stopped them in the past two years. Um, And that's the Islanders. When they've gone to the final, the final, they've actually coasted both years. They're toughest
0: games. I, I, I think we're going to start seeing Vegas and we're going to start seeing, um, Colorado coming up in the West a lot more Potentially
1: Um, Potentially Um, But then I don't think anybody really expected Vegas to lose to Montreal So
0: We certainly didn't, we all called Vegas
1: Yeah, but one thing I just want to throw in In terms of NHL is how many names you start To see um, From the UK game Or played in the UK and now involved in the NHL In particular the net mining Coaches um, if if you haven't watched it yet, all enough in Toronto. Yes, it's about Toronto, but it's a gotcha good Quite production. Huge. Um but it's yeah, actually the netminding me. the coach coaches. So Toronto's is Steve Brier, who's an X Five Flies netminder back in the late nineties. Um Buffalo's is Mike Brier, who's ex Belfast. Their first season full stop. Uh the Islanders is Pierre Greco, who's ex Sheffield late 90s, and there's a few of that you just see the names and you go, I recognise it I and mean, when you Google it, it's like X, they've played in the UK and they're all starting to be uh, coaches now in the NHL whether it's assistant coach or a faction of the game uh, I know Brad Lauer ex Sheffield was assistant coach somewhere in the NHL um, so you see, it's actually quite fascinating to see these players who you've watched actually now uh, taking up the coaching roles within the NHL
4: hmm
0: it's yeah there's a lot of things in fairness in the NHL that we're seeing we're seeing change it's not often one thing that you get to see I defend I had no idea in terms of uh, sorry I've just been put because I've just seen Gensels in the Penguins lineup tonight and it's just made me smile um I don't. I don't pay that much attention to goalie coaches. So in fairness, the time that I generally hear about it is when you say, "Oh, this person's the goalie coach for them But it is baffling when you hear it. It's like, okay, we well, might not get the kudos from most leagues, but then you guys are bringing players in that have, have been playing in our league. It's just it's craziness.
1: It is, but uh, I think I think we're gonna get. I uh, will uh, we'll jump on one thing: Vegas' entrance.
3: Oh, that was My beautiful, God! I was going to talk about that, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's talk about it now, Andy, My, Oh, wow, that word just something else. I think
2: the last time I saw someone that good as an entrance was back in Budapest.
1: Yeah, but you didn't have eighteen, twenty thousand with light sticks and just
2: that. That building is.
0: I mean, I've genuinely, it, I've never been yeah. to thinking that I was going to go deaf when a goal went in. Honestly, that building is incredible. For that, the Vegas fans really carry the energy from the rest of the city into those games. And oh my god, I, I genuinely, I've never heard anything like it. You'll be able to see it when we all have our trip to Vegas in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yes. Um, Vegas. Hundred percent. But yeah, honestly, that building is incredible. Um I, just and to you and I, I was and, just like
1: mesmerised. I mean, it's like we, we saw some really good ones uh, and you, great use of video graphics uh, in Budapest, but this was just a different planet, never mind a different level. It was, oh. You know, you kind of look at something and you go, I mean, that is proper Vegas. It's not just a few spotlights and a few bits of music. That is proper Vegas. That's a show. But how good was the show?
0: I will say in fairness that they, they, every single game, there's something. I mean, we were the first time we went, we were sat in New York, New York, which was the hotel we stayed in, and we were just sat on a couple of slotties just before we went out to the game. And all of a sudden, there was this ridiculous noise. And just, what the hell is that? You looked at the escalators at the top of New York, New York, and they were about... 20 showgirls with drummers in between them and then chanced the Gila monster, which is their um their mascot, walking down the escalator. And they did like a full parade through the whole hotel, around the front, down a bit of the strip, and then along and into the, uh, like the square outside the arena. And then half the time when they had the square outside the arena, they then, they'd then have drummers and cheerleaders and showgirls on the stage doing a bit of a show beforehand. And then you'd go into it. It's just craziness. Absolute craziness. <laughs> it's just like never seen anything like this. You come into a hockey game and it's literally like you see seeing like a proper show beforehand. It's mad. But yeah, honestly, crazy.
3: For, um, because people might not have seen this, so just to give you a bit of context, um, I don't know if, if you, if people listening if you have seen Vegas' intros or not, but basically, it's this, a guy in a golden night suit basically goes on to one of one of their historic ships in, in, in Vegas and, and, uh, come across a, a gang of, like, octopus um, so, sort of people. Like, well, we're really dressed up as octopuses, but, are, like, you know, trying to re- represent them. Uh, and uh, just this bit, whole video about going on about a new foe and uh, then they bring it to the centre ice uh, where they're both dressed up and uh, have, have a bit of fight. And then as soon, soon as you know it, uh, j- just this incredible video projection on the ice with uh, the octopus rising um, from the ice, cracking the ice, and he, he, he just... It was amazing to see. So if you're not seeing it, go on YouTube and type in uh, Vegas intro versus Seattle Kraken because that was great. Uh, and uh, speaking of Seattle, um, pretty good first Threats. game. Yeah. Uh, first goal scorer. We can't.
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Let's just. I, I we just. I can't go any further without talking about their jerseys. Oh my Beautiful. days. Yeah. Yeah. Best jersey I've seen in the NHL. I, I That says. Old statement, but oh my god, beautiful. Yeah, what it's a,
1: nice. Is yeah. It? It's nice. You can't deny it.
0: It's the first time really I've looked at nice. a white jersey in the NHL and gone, wow.
1: Yeah, white jersey is that takes some doing to be impressive, and uh, yeah, it's impressive.
3: Yeah, very nice. And uh, their first goal going to Ryan Donato as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so very good for him in, in, in his career in uh, in Seattle. Uh, one more thing on the NHL, before I get interrupted again, uh, is Ooh, I, still, I, I can see a, a decent... Stopped. What's going on? Say, there we go again. There we go again. The little guys. guys. Anyway, I can see a, a pretty decent rival between uh, Carolina and Nashville. I mean, happening. Uh, two goals again, if you've not seen the uh, all-or-nothing on Maple Leafs. Two guys who ended went, went up on that team uh, last season was Freddie Anderson and David Rittich. Rittick now playing for Nashville and Anderson now for the Canes. And there's been quite a few close games between them so far. Uh, first time was last night in the league and then before in pre season. Uh, two very strong teams. Very, very strong teams and can see a great rivalry between them developing some really close games coming. So, yeah, it's looking very good.
0: Not that strong with David Rittick in there. <laughs> I,
3: I'm not about I'm I'm not the goalies per se, but like the whole team as a whole.
0: Can I, can I? I just got to give you some kudos. I apologise for interrupting you. I just when you said Seattle, I just couldn't go any further than talking about their jerseys because they are just. I, if you've not, if I you're do. listening to this and you haven't seen the Seattle jerseys, I mean, I don't care if you're driving halfway down the M1, pull in the hard shoulder and Google Seattle Kraken jerseys. It's, it's that important. You have to see these jerseys. We can't
3: stress fact that you do pull over before looking on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it on your phone while you're driving. But pull over. Don't you know out that. <laughs> No, of course not. I mean, we shouldn't be promoting pulling over on the hard shoulder on <laughs> the M1 either. But <laughs> um, the, ironic,
2: service station.
0: the ironic thing about this is my dad's probably going to be listening to this while driving down the M1, so that's that's just like a personal little little thing that's just made me laugh as I realised that. Um, the one thing I had to give you kudos on, though, Andy, there is you managed to go with a whole thing explaining the intro video without using the word Kraken once. They were dressed as Octopus
3: people At <laughs> no, no point was that They were dressed as Kraken <laughs> dressed well, Again there's going to be Some people I don't know What a Kraken is Because it's, it's, it's not a word You really Apart from the drink It's not really it a Maybe it's a definition
1: uh, In Vegas That may not be For a family sport I don't know mm.
3: True Um I also have to just
0: Give a nod to Vegas Because you said about Donato scoring the first goal For, um, for Seattle and then they tweeted in all caps. Donato scores the first goal for Seattle. Vegas tweeted back saying, "Oh my god, act like you've scored before." <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> Showed the quality of the, uh, the Vegas social media yet again. Um, yeah. And any, any uh, what else have we got in NHL, gentlemen? We've not really like. I feel like we've only talked about a few teams, but naturally we've not talked about Buffalo other than how rubbish they are. Um. Yeah, are you you losing yet, Graf? It's not even started yet. Please say yes, but you could still be losing. It it is Buffalo. James hasn't started yet. Um, Well, conference winners and Stanley Cup winner. Go. I know. Really out of the blue, that, weren't it? None of yous had any preparation for that.
3: There's that many teams not even sure which is in the west, which is in the east. So,
1: I'm on the west side. On west. West side. The east side is <laughs> the best.
2: You say west is best? No, east side is the best.
1: That's that's normal. In fairness, in the UK, in America, yeah.
2: I mean, northwest is the best, but you know we will get into that. No, let's not get into it because
0: we know it's rubbish. Nah, you don't say bread cake, so you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're wrong right there. Woefully misled. What? I'm wrong that you don't say bread cake?
2: No, that it's a bread cake because it's not.
1: Oh, pipe dangler.
2: It's a
1: barm cake,
2: Ah, oh, kid. Bread cake. Or a muffin.
0: <laughs> a muffin? That's even worse. It's not a muffin. I mean, that's mainly who calls it an oven-bottom? I mean, <laughs> really? Oven-bottom bread cakes, they are nice, though. Yeah. A are, specific are. type of bread cake. Oven-bottom bread cake. Yeah. Sorry
1: not, an oven gotta, who, who
0: do you think's going to You get an oven-bottom muffin, that's just a muffin that you've tried to bake and then it's fell out of the case at the bottom of the oven, isn't it?
2: I Man, let's get Who, back onto hockey.
1: Who's
0: your? Uh, when is it? I'm a, just a, waiting for staffs to Google who's in the West Conference and the East Conference. I've got it. Sam, <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you start then, Andy.
3: Okay. Um, in the East, um, I'm going to say Tampa. Uh, I can't really see anyone else in that list. Uh, probably followed by.
0: David Allen uh,
3: are they offended right now. Probably followed by Washington. I think it'd be close between them two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know that you guys won't be able to see Dave's reaction. All we'll say is it was not
3: family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and then going, off, God. going off in the West, uh, again, there's like two horses. And this one for me, that's Colorado and Vegas.
1: Right, let's now talk some common sense and not what rubbish Andy just said. Um, I'll agree with him on the West. I think it's going to be Vegas, Colorado. Um, I'm going to go Vegas in seven already. I'm just going to say it out there. Um, and I think you're going to get a three-peat in the East final. And I'm going to sit my neck out here. I don't think it's going to be a three-peat. Although they're good enough to do it, I don't think it'll be a three-peat. I do think the next level will be reached. So I'm gonna go Islanders Vegas final. I'm just going it now. Probably not gonna happen. Probably end up Buffalo making the final.
2: Oh come on! <laughs> what an NHL 22. Oh, oh sorry, I went oh, about it wrong. Not
1: oh, game. My bad, my
2: bad. <laughs> um,
1: Islanders Vegas final.
4: Fifth cups coming to Long Island.
1: I'm just gonna go for it. I don't. We've been like the first the, two of the days of the season, on. so we can't really
2: look at thing, Well, let's just go for it. And this is where Joe says, "Well, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh." Yeah.
0: No, this isn't where Joe. No, this isn't where Joe says. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think the Pittsburgh are gonna win a cup or even win a conference with? Jarry and De Smith between the pipes. I don't think so. I wouldn't get rid of them. I'd keep them. And I think that in a few years, we could be in cup contention with two young goalies. Um, I don't also think that'll happen because our fan base is that intent on having a goalie that will win the cup now. And our coaching staff and management staff are so intent on trying to resuscitate cup wins from four years ago that um, we will try and keep pushing until we get a cup win out of this squad before Crosby and Malkin retire. But, yeah, not not a prayer for us for a while. I, in fairness, a few years out, I don't know if they've still got, who have they got in the net this year? A few years out of being in contention, I'm going to, I hate them, but I'm going to go Boston. They've not had the best few years, but you can't look past that that bergeron Marchand line. They've obviously lost Krejci, which is a big loss.
1: The Perfection line.
0: That's, no, it's hideous. It's nearly as bad as your Identity line, which is just as horrific. Um, did he still have two in there? I know that he was a free agent at the start of the year. He's not re-signed, I don't think. No, I don't think he has. No, they've got Swayman and Ulmark. Oh, I don't know about that now I've said that. No, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Boston on the east. Vegas in the west. But I agree Vegas, Colorado for the contention in the West.
2: We're all in contention now with the West. We Colorado Vegas for me as well. In the east. Depending on how their net mining is I'm gonna say Florida.
4: That's a good shot in fairness. they got Bobrovsky for a start. So, also, who we're playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: I don't really know what to say to that, Gref. That was a very, uh, that was a very, I thought mine was out of the box for the last couple of years, but wow, did not exist. Very,
1: very left field anything. thinking.
0: Mm. Stranger things have happened, as we've said before on this podcast. Are yeah, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo losing? No. Gref, you've gone 32 seconds without conceding a goal. Congratulations.
2: Oh, yay. Do we get a medal?
1: No. You get a new banner.
2: Nashville style.
0: <laughs> um, last one, Jen. I mean, Dave's already said 5th Cup's coming to Long Island so he's saying that the Islanders are going to win the Cup. Gref, Andy, Cup win. Who's going to lift Sheffield's finest silver over the red? Steel, obviously not actually silver, but it is silver. I
2: guess
3: Colorado. Oh. Oh. Oh, matron. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I would love to see that one, but uh, I can't see it. I think I think it's Vegas this year. I don't agree with you. I
0: think Vegas is going to do it this year. Robin Leonard, after all his Twitter antics, is going to lift that cup.
1: I can live with that. Even if
0: you lived, even if you live in Long Island, I could live with that. I, I have to say one well, thing We talked. We just said Lena, One thing that I will say, guys, you don't normally promote any other podcasts because obviously we want you to listen to this podcast non-stop with no other podcasts. Um, Spitting chickens did an interview with with Lenna uh, recently. Uh, what a fantastic interview that was. I mean, he really went into the mental health side. Um, I dare say he would help a lot of people with those conversations that he had on there, and uh, it, that was a great interview. No holds barred, very much warts and all. Refreshing. Uh, best best episode of Spitting and Chickens I've heard for the for interviews. And in fairness, I enjoyed the, the the officials ones with like Kelly Chase and people like that. But
1: the official ones, yeah. but that's that's always even if you've heard it like once you could because it's just a great. He was as good the interviewer or been interviewed. Than the questions, it was just back and
0: forth.
1: Yeah.
0: And the but was- I, have, I have to say the Leno one for me was just he really went into the Iqul thing, the NHL. We're not going to go into it because it'd take us another half hour to go into that. But um, yeah, I agree though. Vegas, Vegas for me. Um, anything else on NHL, gents? I'm conscious we're
3: nearly, we're pretty much at the two hour mark. Just one more quick thing from me. Uh, so it's very quick this is one for Greth. so Buffalo have uh, released yeah they released their um, a post of basically what songs the players were chosen for every time they score and judging by what the players were chosen it's a very good good thing that they probably won't be scoring many at all put it (laughs) that way (laughs) cheers Uh, earlier uh, on I
0: said for Gref I'm very happy you said that
1: (laughs) (laughs) someone's baby shark or has someone gone European version of Sweet Caroline
3: er uh, no is there any Gloria Gaynor no but some of them, some of them's a lot
2: worse oh Dick Jeff than, uh, Skinner Ditt has hit party in the USA just now so, and Soltzman that is why, Ditt why Ditt is
1: Gloria Gaynor last week
0: and that is why many games into the season last year Jeff Skinner had the same number of points as Casey DeSmith
2: Rasmus Asplund as Pete, scooter, Maria, I like it loud.
3: That's okay. So I'm okay with that. The hag though is Pete. I'm gonna be 500 miles. Just no. I can't. I no. I can't get.
1: I can't get on board with this. That's why you're not allowed nice things. You don't even deserve cake.
0: Oh no! Everybody deserves cake. Come
1: on. They don't. No, they don't.
0: Uh, the thing is, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. All right, gents. We, are we... are yep, we're
1: done. We're
0: yeah. done? All right, okay. So, the last thing on the agenda that we have is, of course, the moment we we show that we know nothing about hockey. It is, of course, predictions round.
1: If they've waited two hours to work that one out after not listening what we said for the last two hours, we've got good listeners.
0: We do. We know we do. Of course. The, the regular MFZers. Um, anyway, um, am I reading them out this time or has Andy got them written down again?
1: Andy did a great job last week. I think
0: we sh- he should have uh, the rest uh, Excuse me. No, Andy needs some criticism from last week, actually. He forgot a game. <laughs> Told you. That, that, that
2: may have happened. How, how, how did I forget a game? Before... You went to Saturday and you were like, oh, wait, no. i Saturday starting Friday. On the oh, Gref, shut
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about me, Gref. We're slating Andy now. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's my time. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, as, as Andy, have you got him there? Um,
3: give me one sec and I will have. I will, because I'm currently trying to sort out NHL TV. I so. better check if there's a Friday game first. It's always bigger there, wouldn't it? Uh, there's not. Thank goodness for that. Right, OK.
2: There is a Thursday day game.
3: Is there? Thursday? Next week, yeah. Oh, next, next week, no. It's
2: all right. Our rescheduled game against Dundee.
3: Ah.
0: Oh, yeah, we probably should add that because we usually record on Thursdays.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Good thinking that, Gareth.
3: Yeah, well done. Okay, starting us off then on Saturday in the Elite League we have Guildford and Dundee. Should I, should I say what fixtures are before we do predictions or
0: No 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 we'll just we'll do one by one. Okay,
3: Guildford. so Guildford, Dundee in Guildford.
1: Guilford four one. So
2: yeah, Guildford,
4: but I'm gonna say three one.
2: Ah, hold on. We still want writing these down? I'll write them down. There you go, I answered your own question.
0: <laughs> I've not got a working pen, boys. No. One job. Can someone else write these down, please? G41. <laughs> right, Gref, what was yours again?
1: Oh, he's working now.
0: It is.
3: <laughs> 3 1. To Guildford.
0: Guildford, 3 1.
3: I'm going uh, Guildford, go 5 2. Oh, hello. I'm going to say Guildford 4 2. Okay. Next one in the league we've got is Cardiff and Belfast in Cardiff.
1: Belfast 3 2 in overtime.
2: I yep. I say Giants four three penalty shots.
4: You guys just like to give me
0: water right now. Yep. Come
3: right, on. Andy. Ooh, Belfast four two with an empty netter.
0: I'm not writing empty now at all. You just have 14. Um, yeah. All right, ENG. Uh, I'm going to go Belfast,
3: 5-4 in red. Okay, next one we got is Manchester and Fife in Manchester.
1: They can't screw it up, can they? Can they?
0: I really hope they can. I do. No offence.
1: I'm going to go Manchester 3-1.
2: And I'm going to go Manchester 4-1. What a surprise. Surprise. Gref went Manchester. Surprise. All right. Surprise,
1: surprise. (laughs) Surprise.
0: That was a weird laugh. Anyway. (laughs) But, uh, Gref, what did you say again? Sorry. Manchester 4 1. Yep. Okay.
3: And it? Manchester 4 2. Uh, I'm
4: going to go Manchester 3 2.
3: OK, and I believe that's it for the league. On to the Challenge Cup. Just one game. It's Sheffield, Nottingham in Sheffield. OK.
0: Don't all jump in at once.
1: Sheffield 5-4. Four. Nottingham 4-3. Four,
3: So Nottingham 3-1 Sorry And I'm going to
4: say Sheffield 4-2
2: Joe we're not losing We're winning Shut up It's true
0: I'm trying to sort out me at NHL TV and it's not
4: letting me. And I don't know why. Are
3: we going to Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Four games on the Sunday. First of all, we've got Nottingham and Cardiff in Nottingham.
1: Nottingham 5-3.
4: Cardiff, 4-1. Cardiff, 3-2.
0: Cardiff,
3: 3-1. Then we've got Dundee and Sheffield in Dundee.
4: Sheffield 4-3 in overtime. Sheffield 4-1. Sheffield 5-3. I'm going to agree with Gref Sheffield, 4-1. Then
3: we've got Belfast and Coventry in Coventry.
4: Brady just, the left-handed shot, just spun around. Look at Barkov, he's saying...
0: Sorry, boys.
1: (laughs) And that wasn't a prediction, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, that was me watching the Penguins concede a goal.
1: (laughs) Coventry, 5-4 overtime.
4: I'm going to say commentary as well. Uh, three one. Oh, we you know. Yeah, commentary three two. Belfast three one. we got five for Manchester in five. They're going to
1: nick it. Five's going to do it 3-1. Yeah, you're going to score one goal, Graf. <laughs> Not two.
2: <laughs> or
4: none.
2: <laughs> I'm obviously going, Storm's going to win
1: it. 4-1. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for artistic temperament there, mate.
0: No surprise, Gra- Gref carries on showing SAS.
1: Oh, all the sass. And for the folk, obviously folk can't watch this, but you can imagine the non-PC response to someone saying that Manchester's going to lose to five.
3: I, I reckon Manchester 3-2 in overtime. OK, and that's it for the weekend action. Uh, on to next Thursday.
1: Oh, I think you're missing someone.
3: On oh, the phone!
1: get to say my prediction terrible
3: oh, i'm God. Say, sorry
0: i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say, not. and i'm going to say 3-2 in a shootout okay Andy proceed <laughs> okay, thank
3: you uh, again in the league on thursday uh, as griff mentioned the rearranged game between manchester and dundee in manchester
1: Dundee,
4: 4-2. Yeah, I'm going to go Dundee, but it's going to be 4-3 in overtime. Dundee, 4-2. I'm
0: going to say Dundee, 5-2, with at least one goal uh, reviewed by Finner. Probably the first one, which will then lead to the descent of the team. Just following previous form. We did uh, we did pretty well last. Is that is that it, gents? Sorry, that that's it. I'm gonna say if we get any Friday ones, then we can do them next week. Um, we did pretty well last time, gents. Or well, we didn't really. Um, we've decided. Uh, Andy, this might be before you came on the call, actually. The, what we what we suggested was the way that we point scored this this year is that each week we do it where you get one point if you get the correct victor. And then if you get the correct victor, you get an extra point if you get the correct score. Right, so okay. last week, Sounds out of a possible 14 points for grabs, that's not included the Friday game that we didn't have. So out of 14 games for the ones that we predicted, Andy, uh, you had four. Nah. <laughs> Dave, you had four Gref, you had five and I had seven and one thing I'll say to blow my own trumpet on this one I only got one victor wrong which was the sheffield Guildford game in Sheffield Thank you, thank you, very impressive though I also got a scoreline right, so yeah, not bad Good for you I just I had to mention. That's it. nice. It's never, it's never going to happen again. So I just had to mention it. So sure. I know, I know you'll give me that, and you'll probably all agree that it's never going to happen again. So that's fine. True.
3: Yeah. Gents, uh, so that brings to the end of the agenda that I've got. Oh, whoa, 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 well, hang on. I think we're missing something uh, important as well. What is it? Standings.
0: Oh, it's only been. Oh, all right. Go on. Go, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to it.
3: Okay, so in the league, Sheffield are first with six points. Second is Coventry with five points. Third, Guildford with four. Fourth, Cardiff with three. Fifth, Nottingham with two. And then Belfast in six, Glasgow seven, Dundee eight, Manchester nine, five in tenth. All have zero points. Uh,
4: yeah,
0: how does it feel? You're currently below a team that's not played a game.
3: <laughs> I'm a Sabres fan.
0: Well made.
3: You're winning. A Challenge Cup game. I know. Yep. Yeah, in, in the Challenge Cup, we've got sandings as well in Group A. Uh, Belfast are first on ten points. Dundee second on six points, and Fife in third with one point. In Group B, we've got Cardiff in first, six points. Second is Guildford with five third, Coventry with two and in Group C, we've got Sheffield uh, in first with four points, followed by Nottingham equal points with four as well and in third, we've got Manchester with zero points and there I I, I had 23 goals against in four games and a (laughs) lot of penalty minutes yes
1: it's like the world's worst Eurovision song contest (laughs) my god (laughs) (laughs) Come in,
4: Riga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My days. I I believe now that's it. Are we all Are we all happy that that, that is now it? Yeah. See, I'm looking primarily at you, mate.
3: Yeah, see? it's 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 just so weird not seeing Glasgow playing any sort of game yet.
0: I know it's not very nice to see, is it? I know that it's all just because of logistics and whatever, and they'll be playing soon, but still not nice to see. It's not yeah. nice to see them out of the Challenge Cup either. Now, um, but yeah, anything else, gents? Are we all Are we all good? We're, We're good. We're uh, we teed Stafford up for Stafford stories last week, but uh, we'll give him a bye on that one because he's not feeling well. Is. So, you're very welcome. Just uh, remember it for next week. I'll
1: try. <laughs> we'll take ship um,
0: again. I know you would, <laughs> we will. You set a reminder every day. Every day message on the group chat. Um, yeah, gents, that's it for me. Uh, nothing else to add unless uh, Andy's already said no. Gref, Dave, anything to add? Thumbs up, nodding, shaking heads. Right, gents. Um. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, or I'm, p- I'm sure you probably already do if you're listening to this because you've figured out that we've actually done a podcast, but it's at MFZ Podcast on Twitter, it's at MFZ Podcast on Instagram, and it's My Fancy Zamboni podcast on Facebook. Might start opening this up for questions again, gents. I don't know what you think. We didn't generally get that many of them, but I think we'll start asking. If you've got any questions to ask the panel, we'll probably get them wrong, but feel free to ask anyway. Um, other than that, gents, thank you very much. Dave? Very nice to see you, mate. I'm glad to see you out of COVID jail. And uh
1: Thank you very much. Great um to be amongst you guys talking our normal level of rubbish. Um highlight of the week. Um so yes, thanks to Andy, thanks to Gref, to the listeners, the real MVPs, the real goats. Thank you. Um just yeah, it's great to be doing this without being ill. And I hope Andy feels a lot better soon.
0: We do. Gref, uh, enjoy watching Buffalo blow the lead and lose the first game of the season. How was that not a penalty? Sorry. Um, you're. Okay. Um, yeah. Gref, thank you very much, sir.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks to Dave, Ander. Uh, I guess to you as well, Joe. Because, honestly, the sass level is. is... Got to end it, how we started big-
0: Episode 74, Greth Shows Sass. That's that's literally going to be Stop. what it... You're you're kidding me. Nope.
2: No,
1: it's definitely the name for episode 74.
0: I might be turning this game off. I think Florida might have just scored again. Um, yeah, that's definitely the name. Greth Shows Sass. <laughs> but Greth, thank you anyway. Uh, even if you've been mean to me. Thank you. Fine. You'll beat me later on. On NHL, well, it's charming. And he's showing me Sassy staying at my house tomorrow. Charming.
1: Lack so, of gratitude.
0: That's what it is. It is. I'm gonna wipe the floor with him on the uh, NHL, though. That's fine. And then he's gonna set me up for three goals on Saturday. So we're all we're all good. Yeah, we we, we said this last time. First. This is the only thing we've alluded to last time round. We said that we've got a night's game at the weekend. We've got another one this weekend. Let's just hope that the results are better. Guests, so we'll Let's move help. on. Andy. Um thank you very much, sir. Very uh very serious admiration from the panel for you uh fighting through your illness to, to be here. Same for you last week, Dave. Um but yeah, commitment. We're we're getting the my fancy Zamboni Iron Man League going now. It's like the uh Phil Kessel, Keith Yandel um fight going on in the NHL. Uh but no, thank you very much, mate. I'll be feeling better soon.
3: Uh, cheers buddy uh thanks to yourself breath um dave thank you very much and thanks to everyone listening uh thanks for putting up with my uh horrible voice i I know it's horrible as anyway but twice horrible with whatever i've got so thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) anybody who's listening also let's keep praying for negative lateral flow tests
3: yes 100 percent.
0: but yeah no thank you very much mate honestly uh Easily could have stayed in bed today and, uh, and rested up. So uh, hats off to you there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you very much to everybody listening. As everybody said, the real the real goats. I think we're a little bit uh, a little bit shorter than last time, so we're slowly but surely reducing the length. Um, I'm not getting back into that. I can't record (laughs) a podcast 40 times. So, uh, no, thank you very much to everybody listening. Uh, Hopefully, there'll be another one coming next week. Hopefully, I'll get this released before the games start on Saturday. The only impediment to that is that we are playing again on Saturday. So, it's just a bit awkward to get done before we start playing. Saturday's usually the day I upload. Um, But, yeah, thank you very much to everybody listening. Another episode of My Fancy Zamboni.